Boo. Right, I'm going to go to the slate. We're going to do the intro and then uh, it's going to take a couple minutes, but it'll be fun. So just get your thoughts ready. Start the show. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in 10, 9, go that was a it's a, i'm trying to i want to do something new at the beginning of every episode we're leading it in with a different i got the countdown i got creepy guy countdown so where'd you get that from it's just from a, a random website of like radio production drops and shit oh I, okay okay I, I thought it was like something like some sort of a wrestling thing no know, like, no and now the undertaker comes i got a in. british guy also i got this because everybody knows we're on 103.8 fm talk radio <laughs> There we go. I got a bunch. G g keep it going. And we got scary movie on. Yeah. Which is, I, uh, well, I just, because I had the end. It's been a football day. We're going to talk football, guys. Yes. We got a lot of stuff going on. We got scary movie on. I'm going to try and avoid any sports. We um, want to get, we don't, this, we don't Roger Goodall busting into our apartment. A little, a little later than usual, but uh, we're still on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Subscribe. Click the subscribe button notification uh we're gonna be a little late we're recording on sunday but i'm glad we did because i'm hyped because the bears won yes uh i was also questioning it because we we didn't do it last night circumstances just failed I on know. the recording yep but i'm glad we did it today because i want to kind of maybe switch it up to where we record it after football so we could talk about it because we could do that yeah, yeah i mean we, again you know, there's no rules to this, man. This no. podcast game, as long is, as it's is out on slate. the the 24 hour period of Sunday, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just got to be yeah. quick with the turnover if yeah. we do it on Sunday afternoons. Exactly. Well, I mean, again, I, I was fully planned. I texted you. I fully planned on uh, on meeting you at seven o'clock last night. You know, I was I was looking forward to it. I went golfing nine holes at Roosevelt midway through my game. I, I'm on a hole number four. I get a text from my supervisor. Oh, Adam, can you look at the notes that you got from the consultant? I want to make sure we're not crunched on Tuesday. I've got a deadline on Tuesday for work that's I've been dealt with pretty well, but still there's some lingering things. So I, I had to work last night for a while. And then I worked this morning, too, which is just I, I'm at wit's end, Keith. I am at wit's end. You know, yeah. it's just uh, 
you know, the weekends are supposed to be times where you, you, you don't work when you're used to working nine to five. You know, that's your time off to relax. Dude, you know? I had a thought. So I worked with this guy at at Tender Greens at my shoot job. Yeah. And he was the dishwasher from somewhere in Central America, like Honduras or some shit. Was he, was he all Salvadorans? Uh, he... I think so, maybe. Oof, yeah. Um, rough, and rough he country. said something that kind of depressed me, where he was like, he had, he was about to leave Tender Greens and go to fucking Italy and work another eight-hour shift. <sighs> and he goes, man, all you guys, all you do in America is work. And he was basically like, I moved here because it's like America. It's fun. He was like, yeah. but like all no. you do is work. No, no. It, th- that's one of the biggest myths. Just like they, you say, you're free. Oh, it's the land of the free. No, 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 well, no, 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 no. You are slaves to the system. I also think that he probably watches movies like Fast and Furious and, <laughs> and sees like how sleek. Like, oh, let's go to the Miami. We'll go to L.A., the beach. Go L.A., the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Sexy women. Yeah, yeah, no. no. Like, no, you're going to be working in a kitchen. Yeah, you yeah. You will never have time to yeah. go on the beach unless yeah. you diabolically take, take over a company. Yeah, it is. Uh, anyway, I mean, it'll chill out after Tuesday. See which how is TV nice. changes the mood. I put on Frontline, and we got very serious. Exactly, it happens. Are they looking at what? It's is this, like some Acropolis Jesus or? bullshit. It's like Jesus's first Christmas. Oh, is, is Kirk Cousins watching this right now? Oh, dude. Yeah, apparently, you were saying he's Jeezy, huh? Uh, oh, oh yeah, oh, absolutely. What do we got yeah. new about last night? Okay, it is. So they remade about last night with with, with Blacks? Blackman. Girl, you know something? <laughs> that, that that's my uh, attempt today. At uh, I would love it if they had a ble- like if they had this Lenny Kravitz looking motherfucker just straight up be Jim Belushi. <laughs> you don't call abroad after a day because if people don't know the original about last night is actually not a terrible film. Oh no, that th- th- that was uh, a yeah. Elizabeth it's quite Perkins. funny. If there's any moment where Jim Belushi is supposed to be him and tolerable, it's that movie. He yeah. play he legitimately plays a Chicago blowhard yes. who's a misogynist. It was a match made in fucking heaven. Uh, yeah, he's perfectly cast. And perfectly he, cast. And so Rob Lowe, young fucking lion maned headed Rob Lowe plays when he was almost at the same level as tom cruise at yes. that point he was that big of a star it's him and belushi are this fucking power friend duo yep it, they're playing softball it takes place in chicago they go to mothers there's a lot of yeah. fucking references it, it, it's definitely one of the all-time chicago movies yeah kelly's they drink at kelly's they too. drink at kelly's so the plot of the movie is is roblo and jim are these fucking players and the whole the movie starts with them just talking like you know, so it starts with John, Jim Belushi talking about, so I'm humping this broad. <laughs> and like, he's basically talks about how he's fucking the shit out of this And by the girl. way, he's saying this loudly on the L. Oh, on the mistaken. street. Yeah. yeah, it's like in public. They're this walking down like, the street. It's not him in their apartment having beers bullshit. And Rob know? Lowe's like, you think she was a pro? Oh, she was a pro. <laughs> like, it's real classic 80s shitball. F- it's no midnight run. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's a good movie. Uh, well, well, you know, midnight I mean, run is the best comedy of the 1980s. Man, that runs a good movie. I, you know, you know, somebody, I, you know, some Keith. Every once in a while, you you, you go up another notch. You go down <laughs> with the wrestling, but then you go up multiple notches because you're right. Midnight Run is a good movie. It's and fucking it's like, fantastic. And, and the writing's solid. Groden's funny in it. It's good, like straight guy. I mean, it's just a good. It's a solid movie. Good, good Chicago movie. Also got all the Chicago scenes. Oh in it yeah. Too. Uh, but but also with the ball last night, you know, it was written by David Mamet. It's based on a Mamet play. Okay, which is interesting. You know, you it is of- a little. The dialogue is aside from Jim Belushi, the dialogue's not bad. So it's the the shitball friend duo. Yeah, 
and uh, Rob Lowe meets fucking Demi, Demi Moore, Moore, who is not like. I'm not going to be like that whole like hot. She's like, you want to bring her to meet your parents. Like you fall in love with, with what the fuck? Oh, are you recording? I had a quick, Oh no, I'm recording. It just okay. shorted out really quick. Okay. 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 Um, uh, but when, what the fuck is going on? Is it popping? I, I hear it fine. I hear fine. Just oh, it's know. my headphones. Yeah. Um, it's all good, man. So, uh, Demi Moore comes in and she's like, you fall in love with her. Like she's adorable. She's got yes. an oversized sweater on. Yeah, she works at like a ad agency yeah. in Chicago, like Leo Burnett or something, you know. So and Elizabeth Perkins is her sidekick, and she's who isn't big. Who, who is kind of a bitch? She's like the bitch to yeah. to John Belushi's obnoxious asshole. Exactly, very much so. I mean, they they, they did it well because the couple, of course, is low and more. Yeah, because Rob Lowe's also a shitbag, but he's charming. He's Rob Lowe. Yes. So they bang, and at first it's just like a one-night stand. They have a favorite 80s scene of mine where they've just had sex. You've just seen Demi Moore's tits, which yeah. is which is the first big payoff of the movie. Yeah. It's an 80s movie, so you're just waiting for it to come. Yep. But then there's a scene where Rob Lowe has a new stereo that's the size of his fucking wall. Yeah, exactly. And to signify how much money he has, because they have exactly. to throw in there, this is the first time you've seen his apartment, so you have to see that he's doing well. Exactly. Well, that, that was a status symbol. They're very I, successful. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, And they're in some three flat, you know, on, on Sheffield, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so there's a scene where she sees like, oh, you got a new stereo. And they share... Two giant sets of headphones, and they listen to some '80s slow, like fucking "In Your Heart," <laughs> "It's Your Heart," <laughs> and they're like listening to these giant cans, yes. and they're just like listen, and you, like it's just such an '80s like let's listen to headphones together. Yeah, man, I, well, I thought I thought it was like a Seeger song, <clears throat> and she's like, so, she so me. they're banging no, the whole time. They're like having their little fling. Jim Belushi's like throw this broad to the curb. Yeah, because he's bummed worst. out because you know he's not. He's not. They're uh, starting the to be yeah. like boyfriend and girlfriend. Absolutely, they are. She's Yoko in the fucking situation. Exactly. <laughs> so then, and then the friend Elizabeth Perkins hates Rob Lowe because of Jim Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Uh, there's a great scene. They're where, at Mothers, which is such an 80s There's a great scene bar, where Rob Lowe God. is helped. Demi Moore is moving in with Rob Lowe at this point. Yes, absolutely. And they're helping. Rob Lowe is helping her pack, and he sees a record, and he was just like, who's Jastakovic? And he like says, and she was just like, it's Jastakoviacci. Like, yeah. it's the scene to, to like signify that like oh she hates him because he's a dumb fucking moron yeah yeah he yeah. pronounces things phonetically like an asshole would yeah yeah exactly you know and like and they have an arc in their relationship i mean you know and, and it ends yeah I mean, the relationship ends, ends two-thirds way through the movie he yep. goes back to being a dipshit yep um and then all sorts of back and forth happens. John Belushi f starts flirting like Elizabeth Perkins and Jim Belushi start they getting a, a little dialogue. bit of chemistry. Yeah. But then the movie ends where it begins with their softball game at Mother's. They're with like, their no-glove softball game. And the game is going on. I think maybe a year has passed. And yeah. fucking uh, Demi Moore shows up at the game. And I think they kind of end ambiguously. They do. But it, they like say hi to each other and then they ma they'll, they make plans again. Exactly. And then it ends with them being like, let's hang out sometime. But I think they kind of foreshadow that like they're going to get back together. Exactly. I mean, it's sort of like they needed time away. They, they had good. I mean, they had couple fights that seemed realistic. 
Man, I remember the scene where she rips up her little like towel she made and brownies, you know, because like she was packing herself up, stuff up to leave yeah. the apartment, and she's weeping, like talking to, uh, to Elizabeth Perkins. And then, and then next things like Belushi and Lowe getting bombed, walking the streets of Chicago with a bottle, which, by the way, you can do that in that city. Oh, yeah. You can do that in that city. So even though it's a meatball-y cast, it's not a horrible movie. No, no. About last night. So they, they made it African-American. They made it urban. Uh, I think Kevin Hart produced it and he's in it. Um, and I've heard from even black people that it is not a very good film. Yeah, I'm sure it's not. Um, well, out with loudmouth pal Bernie, who's Kevin Hart, Danny, uh, who was the Lenny Kravitz looking motherfucker, meets successful businesswoman Debbie, who who's as leery of relationships as him. Um, however, Chasing Danny, yeah, me. yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, when they drink, they drink at Kelly's. They drink at Mother's a lot. Uh, they go to Cubs games together. I mean, there's a montage sequence of when their relationship is starting to take off. And they do all the classic things Chicago couples do. Yeah. You know, go to a Cubs game. Who cubbies? You know, as I did, of course. Everyone goes. Done. Cubs games are fun, dude. You know, yeah. I, 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 yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of down. I'm down on sports because uh, the Vikings re- lost today. So blow. it was they week one blow. of the NFL. Well, they it's a weird year this bl- year. There's yeah, no, f- you know what though? As far as watching it on TV, no fans in the NFL has because you know the way they frame the camera, you never see the crowd. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's not really been that big of a difference, and they pipe in some low-level crowd noise. I think you know, um, I mean, it's just, you know, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's going to be an odd year. It's going to be an odd year. Uh, my Bears won. Uh, they Mitchell did. Trubisky played like absolute ass for th- two and a half quarters. And then all of a sudden played like a Pro Bowl quarterback through yeah. three touchdowns in the fourth in the quarter. Fourth quarter, I know, I know. Well, that again those... finished with two forty-two. I think he was twenty of thirty-six, two forty-two with three Ooh, touchdowns and no 16 interceptions. Incompletions. No. Well, picks is good. here's where here's where you could compare how good his second half was. He was eight for twenty at one point. Yeah. And finished twenty yeah. for thirty-six. Yeah. So he was fourteen of uh, of sixteen or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. From like the thir- end of the third quarter on, he was pretty much. Well, you to say play he well had a good half quarter. is a little generous. He had a really good fourth quarter. Uh, that's the quarter that matters. But still, ugh, those Motor City Kitty Cats—they figure out ways to lose that's football what, games. Um, so man. my buddy Mike O'Keefe, comedian Mike O'Keefe, lives in Chicago, Detroit native, loves the Lions. And I was talking my shit. Well, at first, we're, it's a good thread because I was real. Like when Mitch was talking shit, I'm just like, guys, you know, I think he's bad, right? Like I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I am a fan of the Bears, so I will root for anyone yeah. who is the Bears quarterback. Good for you, I won't. And then he the started Vikings. playing well, and I was just like, money, Mitch. Like I go, I go, guys, I'm back. Disregard everything I said before. Mitch is the fucking. Yeah, because I go. saw some of his early numbers and throws, and I was like, uh oh, uh oh, you know. Oh, dude, at in the middle of the game. Uh, uh, NBC Sports put out an article where fans were saying we need to just tank and draft Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> you know, sometimes God, it annoys so the emotional. shit out of me. I know it's because like, what people need to realize that drafting anybody is a coin flip. Even Mahomes was a coin flip. He just got drafted into the greatest quarterbacking coach of all time, uh, the greatest staff of all time. Uh, it doesn't happen like that all the time. Exactly. I think the last quarterback who went into the draft with a solid this guy's going to work out and actually did was Peyton Manning. No, I mean I think I think there's been the other quarterbacks have been known obviously that they would be decent. But known, I'm saying like ah Oops. shit. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Let's do this. 
Should I set this up? We lost. We lo- uh, do we still have camera? Do we still have camera? No, we have it. It's just all fucking flipped up. I have to fix it. Is is it? Um, as long as it's good right there, as long as it's standing up. It's okay, you keep talking. Keep talking. Okay. I'm, I want to hear your point. But like, I just feel like how's it looking? For, it's great. Good for cool. people to think that camera. the fix is to just lose and draft Trevor Lawrence, who's supposed to be the next Patrick Mahomes or whatever the fuck. That could. What if he busts? Yeah. Like wait, fans I mean, cry so hard that they want the organization to listen to him. Like, okay, we'll tank and draft Trevor Lawrence. But what if he busts? Are you well, gonna fire yourself from being a Bears fan? Well, well I, mean, I just yeah. think there's this there's this need for them being like, we don't like this guy. We want to be right. Get rid of him. Tank and get who we want. Well, but what if that doesn't work? Yeah. Well, I mean. Again, th- this is Mitch's last year to be like uh, to, to prove he's got to do it consistently. You know? and, and I think this would be the year for him to show up because I think, frankly, the crowds aren't going to be there. I mean, it, it should be it shouldn't be the same. Pressure. Here's, here's you know, what I will say, I though, because that was a big argument going in. Do you think not having a crowd will benefit him? I think we can see by the way he started the game. It don't matter if there's a crowd. <laughs> Someone made a great point on Twitter. He's a rhythm player. If he doesn't start well. It's not. It's gonna take him it, it, a he, while. He was garbage the whole first half, and it's because that first drive, they had a couple good runs, and then the first little, the first time he overthrows someone, I think he realizes the conference. Because yeah. I think he realizes like, fuck, everybody's tweeting now. Like first incomplete pass. Yeah. Fuck, they want to bench me. They want to, but like God. that gets in someone's head. You can't think about that. So crap. then the second half, he started getting into a rhythm, and the second he starts, com- the second he completes two or three passes in a row. He's fine. Yeah, he, you just need to get him to do that ugh. immediately. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I get it, man. I mean, it, it just, you know, I, I watched the Viking Packer game, which was the featured game on Fox. Yeah, the featured early game. I watched. No, not I didn't watch a lot of it. I watched a chunk of the first quarter. Uh, you know, zooming. Then I had to have a call with my writing partner at eleven o'clock to discuss because we're having our Zoom table read. Uh, on Saturday, which is a big moment for us to see how it goes. We were just discussing, you know, last minute things, instructions we want to give people, blah, 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 things like that. So I, I don't really pay attention. But I swear to God, Keith, every time I turned the TV on to watch the game, the pack was within the five yard line of the Vikings every single time. When I watch them, this is the truth. I want to go back. I don't think the Minnesota Vikings have ever stopped Aaron Rodgers on a three and out ever in his entire career with the pack. Not one time, even when they had good defenses. And now the Vikings have a new, new, uh, basically a, a, a totally redone secondary. It's very young, and they got sliced up. They got sliced up. When I watched it, I was like, oh, God, they're, they're not getting enough pressure. Rodgers is always going when Rodgers doesn't make a completion, it's like, oh, my God. Like, it's literally a jaw drop. Yeah. Like, he didn't complete a pass, you know? It's Aren't just- people starting to get on the Vikings coach now for also kind of not being a too, for being a little too defensive-oriented? Well, no, no. I mean, you know, what I... <laughs> like, would you, you know, say... It's not just him. Would it's, you it's, say Kirk Cousins would be better with an offensive coach? No, I, I think the problem with Kirk Cousins is... He has an Excel spreadsheet, and he breaks down every day of his life in 10-minute increments. So the problem with Kirk Cousins is he's an uptight, tense dude, and it's in between his ears. A little he, bit he the cannot, same problem with Mitch, except for I think Mitch's problem is he's very in the clouds all the time. Where, like, he's not very assertive when he talks. 
Yeah. Uh, he feels when he does when he doesn't do well, I feel like he thinks he's letting everybody down. That dude is in it. That dude. That dude was in Greece too. Yeah, anyway. man. <laughs> he's also yeah, he's Shooter McGavin, baby. Yeah, he he was in episodes of Next Generation. But no, go ahead though. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just think yeah, like how Cousins is so meticulous, and whenever you break off schedule, he can't. It, it handle flusters it. him. Yeah. And I think yeah. Mitch is this fucking kind of timid guy, where when he feels like he's doing bad, he know like. He cracks. I think they're just mentally inferior people. Well, I mean, it, they're Not mentally inferior. Yeah. But NFL standard wise. Yeah. You need yeah. To be like a fucking soldier in the military. Yeah. Yeah. And also or, or incredibly cocky and just don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like just like, hey, listen, I I threw an interception. I can just deal with it. You know, I, I, each play is its own independent thing. I don't let the previous play affect my, my next play. You know, it's just cousins. You know, at the end of the first half and the Vikings were getting handled, they were down 15. To, well, here's what happened. The Vikings got up seven to three. And the Packers had a good drive, and they they had first and goal at the one yard line, and the Vikings stopped them on four on four straight plays. So it was it was fourth down, and they, they didn't score. So uh, so the Vikings got the ball back at like the foot line, and I thought and I thought that I was like they're gonna mess up the exchange here. I bet you the snap is poor, or the handoff to Dalvin Cook is poor. Yeah, they botch up the snap. Well, then then it ended up being a false start because they didn't have, they weren't on the same. I was like they're gonna be all tense. So I was like the next play, I was like. They're going to get a safety on this. They're going to blitz him. They're going to get a safety. Cornerback blitz, boom, safety. So it's seven to five. They kick, they do the punt. They get a good return. They get the ball at the 45 yard line. It's just like they had a drive, got a field goal. It's eight to seven. They get the ball back. Packers do. It's not to get a touch on 15 to seven. I'm like, they got to just get to halftime. It's late in the first half. You know, literally four, you know, a minute left, 40 seconds left. And they do a down and out pattern to Thielen by a 25 yard pattern. And Cousins just, and he had time, he threw it to the inside, not to the outside towards the out-of-bounds line where only the receiver can make a play. He threw it to the inside. Thielen had to go reach back. He tipped it, went up in the air. They picked it off. I was like, oh, they're going to score a touchdown now. Two plays later, touchdown pass. So it was like, end of the fir- at the end of the first half, yeah. when you have a big play like that, it's it's death to your team. It's, it's like, oh, well, they're going to lose now. So they were down 22-7 to seven at that point. I was like, I, I literally watched none of the game after that. I just I, I just knew they were going to lose. I mean, I just knew it, you know. So I just didn't, and I, I ended up working. I ended up doing work on my on my Excel spreadsheet that I'm putting my finishing touches on for a $7 million dollar loan. spreadsheet. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, that's why that's why I was I was having nervous ticks doing it. It was making me think about him. But anyway, yeah. So I we we're doing the show today on a Sunday. It's a little out of character. We're watching about last night with midget Kevin Hart and uh yeah, who just for a good portion of this movie had a shirt with a just a, it looked like he was a male stripper. Yeah, at some we, point. was this like a costume party they were doing or something? I or? think so. I think it's like a Halloween party. You know, okay, and they were just doing that. So, and then girls, I was like the girl who dresses up like a slut on Halloween. Ooh, I'm the sexy nurse. Ooh, no, let me play doctor with you. I think you. this is like sophisticated people. This is like business. Well, now it is. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh-oh, uh-oh. There's a moment there, isn't there? Want to hear it? Yeah, let's see what he has to say. I'm telling you, you want to clear 400k at the end of the year without lifting a finger, you invest. You fucking take advantage of old people. What you do is you don't uh, you don't work in the nonprofit sector. That's one thing you uh, don't do if you want to do that. I work. Active income. It's kind of a cause and effect thing. You actually work. Someone actually pays you for the work. It's an experimental thing. A few companies are trying. Danny's a salesman. I can see. I mean, he's uh, really selling me on something. So how did you and Debbie meet? 
cousins. Danny. Just Come on, Danny. Don't let me stop. Yeah, man. Just hates him at the party, man. We're just young, smug pricks, man. That's what we are. What the hell was that? That was Steven wiping his dick with money that could save people's businesses. That's what that was. Why are you so angry? You said I'm angry. What do you call this? Calm? My boss is not. Why are you mad, Danny? Listen, Danny. I'm not scared. Talk to me. Are they dating or are they just colleagues? Do you know what I think helps the relationship and like the arc of Rob Lowe becoming an asshole that I think hurts in this? Demi Moore has a very raspy, innocent voice. So I think there's moments when they argue where you're immediately like, get away from this asshole. Yeah, like Lowe's being a prick. Like I think yep. there's immediate like we're gonna make her we're gonna make the female a little more powerful. Like in the about last night, I don't remember them they don't really sell Demi Moore as like an equal to Rob Lowe. It's just another woman. The friend is more the equal, like the the one that looks out for Demi Moore. Yeah, yeah, the cock block Elizabeth Perkins. Well, she's a cock block, but I do think she's there to like I'm looking out for her. Exactly. You know that. Where that's I think this too. character doesn't need this version of that doesn't need that friend. So it, it, they're the couple. Are they that's, the couple? That's Rob okay. Lowe and Demi Moore. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it's black Rob Lowe and black, black Demi Moore. Rob Lowe. <laughs> Which uh, there could be a black guy named Rob Lowe. I'm sure there is. It's a very generic name. Uh oh, we got dudes kissing, baby. Rude I love RuPaul's Paul. Drag Race, dude. It's a great show. Have you ever yeah, watched yeah, that? I actually, I heard it's funny. I have not. It's seen really it. great. Back to the Future. Yeah, to me, one of the great, one of the greatest. Uh, I was actually thinking that could be a highlight of because I've always avoided multi things, but let's go back to stuff. Like if something is on again, yeah, yeah, what the, yeah, that's fine, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do a rerun. Part of TV is rerun. Absolutely. Too. Well, what, what, what's good about I mean, and this is the truth. The script of Back to the Future, I think, is one of the best scripts ever written. It's so oh, smooth. Buddy, we got the Rock walking tall. Oh, here we go. Not on now, but it's coming on at like four forty. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. I saw Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber the is fantastic. I saw it in the theater. I liked it. Great lines. People don't realize what a memorable movie this is. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's there's funny moments in this. Next minute, you're dead meat. But he blamed me. You heard him. Those were his last words. Oh, they just killed the guy in the fucking restaurant because <laughs> he died of gas. <laughs> oh yeah, that 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 dude. The he had uh, an ulcer. Yeah, which yeah, it, I don't know if that's factually correct. Where like he's got a stomach issue. I think he has ulcers and he needs medicine. But yeah. they put hot candy on his hamburger and it kills him. Yeah. Well, like, you know. I don't know if ulcers work like that. He probably would be down for yeah. the count. Yeah. But also, I don't know if you'd die from him. Yeah. Because you know? he even says my ulcer. And then, oh, here's what kills him. I forgot the pills. Uh, He had rat poison because he's going to kill fucking the uh, old Harry Dunn and Jim yeah. Carrey. Yep. And they Isn't give him the Duff rat poison. in this movie? Duff, who was an, an MTV personality? I don't know, but also is in this is Rick Ro Ricky Rocket or S Charles Rocket, who was in the '80s cast of SNL and died via he committed, he committed suicide. He cut his throat with gardening shears Ooh. in like a public place. Ooh, uh, use a gun, make it quick. <laughs> don't, 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 don't don't do it. Don't don't use a butter knife to like you know. Yeah, well, when I found that out, I'm like, did he like? snip or like slike oh I and mean, he had a slice that's I'm where sure. i'm more morbid than people is i felt bad and what but when i hear that i'm just like but like how with garden shears yeah exactly absolutely 
Oh, God. <sighs> Sorry about that, Keith. I'm going to be rude about that. You don't know, yawn on a podcast, yeah. but it happens. So, also, the Redskins had a big comeback. They're they not called seven. Th- oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're I called the team from Washington. The Washington football team. team that's I like called. that. It's yeah, like yeah. it's like soccer. <laughs> no, I, don't I know. hate it. Yeah, people thought that they, they might keep it that way. That that was. Uh, is this Duff? Is this Duff from? Uh, from no, MTV? that's Harry. That's fucking Jeff Daniels. This is uh, exactly. I don't, know, <clears throat> I don't yeah. know what her name is. Oh yeah, I think she was an MTV personality. Am I right? Karen Duffy. Yeah, yeah, it's Duff. Exactly. She was like this cute hot girl for about three years in the mid nineties. You know, she, she was ends kinda, up being an FBI agent. She, 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 she was she, it was before uh, she was she was before um, uh, Kennedy. Remember Kennedy? The name Kennedy, Kennedy is a Fox News correspondent. Oh, yeah. Now. She's a huge Republican. I don't. Well, she, I think she's more. I wouldn't know this because I don't really fuck with her on social media, but I think she's more like I'm what they would check. call a yeah. classic conservative. Like, I don't think she's too insane. Yeah, because I know some comics who are like friends with Kennedy. Oh, yeah. like she's she's like mingles with the new york comedy people yeah 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 she's just yeah he yeah it's like there were a couple i think there's still a couple fox news shows like i don't think they do red eye anymore but because he hosted red eye a lot of comics will do the greg gutfeld show like i think gutfeld and kennedy are the last two people that like have some sort of credibility with some center to left-leaning people who, who, who themselves are conservative yes so yeah. is rogan just hated by the left no rogan's hated by, by women yes is it because uh, he's just too but he also has women fans they're just women fans that have boyfriends that are like joe rogan <laughs> you know, i've never listened to rogan's podcast uh it's interesting he's it's a fun, the problem why people hate joe rogan is because i remember he's duff looking different <clears throat> than that that can't be duff i don't think that's duff i don't know God, maybe I I'm said wrong. Karen Duffy. Yeah, yeah. In I mean, the cast. Well, yeah, but I don't know if it's her or not. I don't know. But why people hate Rogan is because he has detestable people on in the name of like, we're having an intellectual conversation. The problem is, and Bobby Hill made this point wonderfully. And as a fan of Joe Rogan, I will admit this. Yeah. He's not smart enough to handle the situation. So it gets to a point where... He's not asking the correct counter questions. Yeah. And after three hours of smoking weed with somebody, it's just Rogan like letting people say shit and him being like, oh, interesting. Yeah, man. You're right, Dinesh D'Souza. Which if an, <laughs> if an intelligent person watches it, it's easy to decipher of like they're joking right there or they're really high right there. Yeah. So maybe they're just not like to decipher when to kind of pay attention and yeah. what to take yeah. seriously. Yeah. But there are some really stupid asshole people who think Joe Rogan is the smartest person in their life. Oh God. So like perfect situation. He was joking with Bill Burr and Bill Burr was complaining that people on the street weren't wearing masks. And Rogan just goes, Oh, what do you, th- you, you one of those people, you little bitch. And he was clearly like noticed it bothered Bill Burr, so he started poking at him. He was doing the comic thing yeah, of like, yeah. "Oh, you little sissy, needling him." Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't like wearing, but a bunch of Rogan fans were like, "See, master bullshit." <laughs> like Rogan had to put out a tweet being like, "I was just joking. Like I wear yeah. a mask everywhere I go. You yeah. should wear a mask." But that's part of the problem is that a hundred million people listen to his episodes every week. How many people? He literally has. That. He gets probably some. Uh, not a, a hundred million a month, I would say, Jesus because every Christ. episode probably gets about ten million. Jesus, and he puts out three or four a week. Well, because he gets, I mean, he gets like the A listers, man. And now he's on Spotify, and I watch, oh, yeah. I watch the numbers. 
when he signed with Spotify, he had 8 million YouTube subscribers. And all his fans were like, he sold out. I'm fucking leaving. Fuck this. <laughs> he has almost 10 million YouTube subscribers. Yeah, yeah. Why now. wouldn't he do that exactly? Get two more people to fucking listen to um, And then, so yeah. So that's why people hate Rogan. Because he kind of will just let pe- anybody, even one of his friends. Hey man, under one the of guise his freedom of speech. On, he, the first Spotify episode he did was with Duncan Trussell, who has a show on Netflix called The Duncan Trussell. It's like this weird cartoon where they take clips of his podcast where they just talk about acid and shit. Yeah. And they put it to a cartoon. And they're the, the last episode's great. It's this conversation he has with his mom. Like this real deep when he's conversation. Balls. No, they're not tripping, but it's oh. on his podcast. Like yeah. it's an interview with his mom and they animate it. And like, I guess multiple people were like, oh, I cried during that episode. Wow. So he was on. He's really good friends with Rogan. Yeah. And it was five and a half hours long. And by the end of it, they're just so drunk and high. And Duncan <laughs> Trussell, finally, the first guest asked Rogan point blank. He was like, dude, I'm worried about you, man. And Rogan was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, well, you're moving to Texas. It's this like right wing fucking place. Yeah. He was like, what are you going to do if some fucking like white nationalist guy tries to buddy up with you? And like truly like I know you have assholes on your podcast, but like what if some fucking real nasty people try and like infiltrate your shit? And Rogan goes, bring it. I love him, man. I love him. Come, come, come to my house. Let, let's have dinner. Let's do that. He thinks, do you know that black Klansman guy? Yeah. Joe Rogan thinks he's the black Klansman guy. Like Whoa. I, cause he had him on his podcast. He had that dude on his pot. And I think it really did like, Oh, you can just do that. You can flip racist people. If you just show people love, you could change how people yeah. think. Yeah. What, what, why? I, I used to feel like I had to argue in my 20s. That's my, that's my young person's thought. I used to think, oh, 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 I can convince this person. I'm going to convince this that, that they're wrong. So that, 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 that's not going to happen in this culture. I think that with these I, assholes, I would argue. I think that's what how Rogan culture. sees himself is like, I'm the I'm here. Like, you know how Jim Brown used to have like Crips and Bloods over to his house to have like fucking parlays with different gangs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think Rogan wants to do that. Of I'm like, going to bring people together. I'm going to bring it. Come on my show. Let's talk about it, man. Yeah, well. Yeah. And, but that's the thing. That's fine if you're like a fucking intellect, like a super intellectual and you can manage that conversation. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but when you're just like smoking fucking bowls, man, because that's part of things. what that's part of what made Rogan popular is people were like, wow, it goes by so fast. They kind of just talk about stuff yeah. and like you won't you don't know like it, a three hour podcast ends and you feel like it's only been an hour. Yeah. Like that's what made him popular. Yeah. Yeah. And now that's ultimately what will be his demise is because yeah. He started out as like, oh, yeah, that's like Alex Jones goes on and gets stones and says wild shit. It's hilarious. And then now it's like, dude, people, Alex Jones goes on and says wild shit on that podcast. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Al, I mean, yeah, he, Spotify he, didn't put any of those episodes on, by the way. Oh, really? Uh, it matched up properly. So Rogan had said that his YouTube channel was going to be for his favorite 100 episodes. OK. And then 100 episodes of his podcast. It wasn't pulled. Yeah. Or they, they yeah. got pulled from Spotify. And it's a it's the Delia ones. Any comedian that's been accused of some sort of crime has been pulled of it. Uh the wow. Tommy Chong episode for some reason. Why? Cuz I think he was he went to jail for some shit <laughs> he, he for is, the bong he's, stuff. He's benign. Um know? and then like yeah, uh, like he had he had Ben Shapiro that all the Alex Jones episodes were pulled. 
Oh, oh, he interviewed Alex Jones on his podcast. Oh, Alex Jones was has been like on four or five times. The 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 nine hundred and eleventh episode, episode nine eleven, they had him on. He is Alex Jones is uh, offensive to my sensibilities. Oh, he's, bad. he's just although him being on Rogan gave us the clip of Alex Jones going, "I'm a little retarded." <laughs> There's a clip they isolated one thing where like he starts talking, yeah, and that's what he leads his conversation with. But it's this nice isolated clip of him calling himself retarded. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the so whole yes, thing, people do n- dislike Joe Rogan. I, I mean, the whole conspiracy side, yeah, okay. The whole conspiracy side of just uh, of what's going on is so unhealthy and so poisonous. It's bad for the world. You know, it's it's not a good thing when you're this QAnon thing and and, and everything. Look it's at just that old like, school big gulp cup. I remember those, the big red big gulp cup. Yeah, my dad was one of those for Halloween one year. That was his, that was his. Uh, he was a big gulp cup. He made it from scratch. It's hilarious, man. My dad was a drunk engineer. Like he would find shit in the garage to like one year he couldn't they threw together a, like everyone had these dope costumes and he was just like late to it. So he just was a baby. He just wore <laughs> he made a diaper and just was a baby. You, you know what I uh, m- m- the easiest costume I ever was was generic costume. I, j- I took a brown paper bag, cut out eye holes and a mouth hole. And j- you and were wrote a the, Saints fan. And wrote generic. Co- exactly. The Aints. The Aints. The 1980 Aints. They were one in 15. The 19, and they drafted George Rogers with the first overall pick of the 81 draft. Running back George Rogers, who I think won a, a couple, at least won one uh, Super Bowl ring with the Redskins in the 87 Super Bowl team that beat the Broncos 42 uh, It's interesting how those single season runs used to be so legendary, but the Browns have strung together so many of those oh, that I God feel like bad. one 1-15 one in 15 year is forgivable now. Oh yeah, I mean you're gonna have a t- year to where now that know? would be the end of it. Wasn't it the early on stretch was the Tampa Bay Buncan the Buncaneers, the Tampa <laughs> Bay Bucks didn't win a game for like Bunkus, right. two and a half years. Yeah, right, they were oh when I was a little kid, eight and nine years old, they lost their first twenty six games of their franchise. They were zero and twenty six. They beat the Saints on the road thirty three to fourteen, and then they won the next week at home. They beat the St. Louis Cardinals with Don Coriel. It was his last. Hank Stram got fired after the after the Tampa Bay beat them, and then Don Coriel got fired, and then went to the Chargers, where he made Air Coriel with Dan Fouts. So in the '77 season, Tampa won their last two games. They were two and four, two and twelve that year. 0-14, then they were 2-12, and 12, and then there was a 16-game season. They were 5-11. and 11. But they had drafted Leroy Selman. Then they got Ricky Bell from USC, who died of cystic fibrosis when he was 29 years old. But he was good in, the, in his early 20s before he got the ailment. And uh, and then they drafted a couple. They had Doug Williams also. So they got good. Yeah. From like 79 to 82, the Buccaneers, those dreamsicle Buccaneer uniforms, that they were actually competitive. Then they stunk in the 80s. Another interesting stat. That probably After should have that. existed earlier is week one of the NFL, 15 black quarterbacks started. 15 black quarterbacks started? Week one of this year. It's the f- most ever. Another example of the white race being under attack, Keith. Yeah. There's one thing we can all agree oh, on. Oh, dude, if you would have told, race is under if attack. You told your uncle that in 1984, that in 2020, the best football player on planet Earth will be a black guy with a mohawk. And there will be fourteen other starting quarterbacks <laughs> that are that are black. Yeah. I can tell you, I remember. But being Chicago dis- will have a Polish kid. <laughs> they had Vince Evans. So I give like, the Bears credit. They had dude, Vince Evans you know and- what? I just was talking to my dad before we went on the air, and he was like, 
I was like, Bears won. And he goes, yeah. He goes, I still hate that fucking quarterback, though. And he goes, that fucker's like Bobby Douglas. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> he goes he's a wild-armed fucking ass. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Douglas, who also pitched for the White Sox. I mean, I think he had like a low 90s fastball. He had a great arm. I will say, He didn't say, know though, where it was going. I will give Bobby Douglas a little credit. Bobby Douglas has a better arm than Trubisky. Douglas had a legit cannon. Oh, yeah. He, he just, just couldn't know, put yeah, anything yeah, else together. Yeah, he, he didn't know where it was going. Mitch is better on his feet and is a better soft thrower, but Mitch Mitch kind of has a noodle arm. He can't really fire it. I mean, yeah, I, I can tell you with uh, with uh, with the quarterbacks, I remember having hearing distinct conversations in the late 70s and early 80s with my father, with my uncle, family, you know, four or five guys watching a football game. I was a kid watching the football game with them. And, and like my brother, my, my my brother, my my father, seeing Doug Williams, Doug Williams was kind of whining after a play like, to the ref. He's like, "Look at that guy, just whine. They just whine all oh. the time." It's like, yeah, when he says they, they are whining. You know, immature. And he wanted whining. to say the n word so bad. You know, uh, well, he he was good about that. He never said that around me. I, yeah. I never heard him drop the m bomb one time. I feel fortunate. Your about dad, that my family, knew, no, never said it. Yeah, mom, I'm not that lucky. You know, and, and just. uh Although he would say things like, uh-oh, I think they're on black people time. Like if someone was late, he was a BPT. We got BPT going on. But I mean, literally, I remember distinct conversations like, yeah, they, but you know something? I just don't think blacks can lead. Like literally saying things like that. Yeah. You know, like direct statements. Like they just, they wouldn't be a good leader for, I mean, you had to be a, a white quarterback back in the day. A white man was now, a quarterback. And I'll even argue... <clears throat> I'll play devil's advocate, but on the opposite. I wouldn't say black people aren't good leaders, but I would say in the 80s and 90s, a team would probably, a team of white guys would probably have a hard time get, getting behind a black quarterback. Like, I'm like not to say that black people aren't leaders, but I think a team wouldn't acknowledge a black quarterback as their leader. I think McNabb was the fucking breaking point. Of you like know, this guy's, guys. this guy's a legitimately great Doug, quarterback. Doug Williams w w was definitely a, a, the fact that he won a Super Bowl because he was a backup, right? Well, Williams was a he starter started for, the for the Buccaneers, yeah, for the Buccaneers, and then frankly, he also played for the, um, I believe it was the uh, uh, the Arizona Outlaws or the Oklahoma Outlaws of the USFL, and then he was actually out of the, I think he was out of football for a brief time, but he Gibbs. <laughs> Pardon me. Joe Gibbs was his quarterback coach at Tampa Bay before he became the offensive coordinator for the Chargers before he became the coach of the Redskins. And and so, I mean, when he was young in his career, you know, Gibbs actually, he, Williams liked Gibbs. And then Gibbs became the coach of the Redskins. So, Gibbs, I mean, I, I think literally no one wanted Doug Williams. And Gibbs was like, yeah, come on in and try out. Yeah. And he was a backup for Schrader. Gibbs saw that arm and he was like, well, his arm was amazing. Wait, what, did, what did he say? He was like, yeah, <laughs> but but I, I guess he was like, uh, you know, Williams, I mean, Williams very much liked Gibbs. Gibbs defended him, was always on his side. There you go. Breathe, breathe the air out of your tire. Now you yep. can survive. Transporter three, dude. He, my favorite part of the transporter is he pay you pay him to move stuff for you. He doesn't he ask what things. it is. But when you tell him what his job is, he you write it down on a piece of paper. He looks at it and then he sets it on fire in front of you. So you know it, it's gonna. He's it's gonna, gonna get done. Remember it. Yep. I remember it. It's gone now. It's like the Inspector Gadget. I, I can do this. This message this will self-destruct. Breathe that tire air, right? <laughs> inhaling nine eleven. Yeah. Oh God. Speaking of which, yeah, it, it was a nineteen-year anniversary. And again, I've asked you before. It's getting along. So, so you you were fourteen. I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. For, I, I was in my my second or third year of my career working at the city. You know? Oh yeah, you were downtown. 
I yep. got to. So did you get to leave work early? Because oh yeah, we got out yes. of school because they said we were close enough to Chicago to be deemed a threat area. Well, it was interesting. I you know I, I was I remember I was going to the bathroom and this guy Rod Barker who was a uh, architect said, oh, I guess a plane flew into the uh, to the World Trade Center. And I was like, I thought it was like a Cessna, like a small Cessna. Oh, just a mistake. And then I, I went back to like working on my computer and like a half an hour later, I was like, another plane flew in. And I was like, another plane? I was like, well, oh, this is weird. Then work like stopped. And I think they might, someone might have turned a TV well, on. The world stopped. Uh, we, we were told to leave, but we had to, I think we had to walk home or something. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember. Uh yeah yeah no, I know I think I eld it and, and then it was like I was out that afternoon and then Darren Bodecker Darren Bodecker Bodecker came over to my apartment and we watched it we're like yep this is it this Did is you smoke uh, a little reefer no no actually we didn't I was just like this is it I mean this will be a pivot point that was the, that was the true end of the nineties that and our country is still reeling from that experience I wanted what was your vibe for the Vikings going into that. What for the o- o- one for that season because that was the beginning of the football season well yeah no I I, I knew that. Uh, like pre 9-11 I'm not saying after like because that football stopped for two weeks obviously that, yeah that, that, that was Green's that was Green's uh, last year being the coach and he had worn his welcome Cole out Pepper was the quarterback Cole right? Pepper was, yeah, was in his uh, uh, second year starting third year in the league still had Moss uh, Carter I think God he left by then or he was at the very tail end of him being a, a, like an elite player. Uh, they were bad that year. They were bad. And f- they were bad. They got rid of Green because you know who it was. Reb McCombs owned them, and he was a he was a used car salesman from San Antonio. That's what he was. He was a used car salesman, <laughs> exactly. And he was a notorious My girlfriend from San Antonio. Cheap heard that tightwad. I couldn't stand him as the owner. He was horrible. You know, their practice, their practice facilities. They didn't have air conditioning in their practice facilities. Crow. He wouldn't pay the money. Perfect to Perfect example. Of women hating Rogan, she put her headphones in the second I started talking about Joe Rogan. Well, as well you should. He's. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it's funny. Yeah. But yeah, Red McCombs owned, and they were so cheap. They were run so. So he hired Tice as her head coach. He made five hundred thousand dollars a year as a head coach. You realize position coaches at that time made as much money as that. He was so cheap. They got Tice back, and it was Tice was there for like four or five years, and they just wallowed in kind of mediocrity. And it just there was know, a great. Mike, they did beat the pack once in the playoffs, and they were eight and eight. I actually heard day. a great story about, and this is probably why he was bad with the Vikings, because you got. Culpepper, Randy Moss, Carter at the end of his career. That's a team you could air the ball out But, with. but also, uh, Robert Smith had retired because he had yeah. blown his knee, so they drafted Play Michael Bennett. Play action is bad, yeah. You know, yeah, well, it, just, it, just, they, they, it was off. But that's still a team you could move the ball around a little bit. And Mike, defense was Mike terrible. Mike Tice is a run offensive. He was an offensive line coach. So yeah. Mike Tice was very was he much... He line coach for the Bears for a while. Yeah, so he was there. He was a good old line coach. But here's why... Mike Tice was the O-line coach when Mike Martz was the offensive coordinator. And I guess they just, but like Mike Tice wouldn't budge for Mike Martz. Like none of his packages matched Mike Martz. There was yeah. a philosophy That's clash. a bad, that's also the GM being a shithead. Well, because you know, on paper, it seemed like we're going to get the best coaches to play with the best coordinators. <laughs> like I think they thought they were making a mega coach team. We got Lovey Smith, this defensive genius. We got Mike Martz, the author of the greatest show on turf. 
We got Mike Tice, who sure he was a bad head coach, but it's because he was out of his element. Now he's back in his element, yeah, coaching you know, offensive line. He was a very good position coach. The the Vikings' offensive lines with him in the nineties were totally good offensive. I mean, they, they, it was their last consistently good offensive lines. You know, now they're doing this zone running scheme. I don't. I, I just. I don't know, man. They, they don't have digs, so it's. I think they'll probably improve as the year goes on, but they're not. It's going to be a struggle this year, I think. Yeah, I think it's going to be a struggle. Their secondary, dude, it's like they have twenty-one-year-olds playing back there. I mean, it's young, you know. So they they were not they were not uh, particularly uh, impressive today. My realist for the Bears, I think they're going to go eight and eight, but I want them to go eleven and five. Well, of course you want. Today I want was my a team good start. To win. Today was a good. Who do start. they play next week? Um, let me look on my phone. Oh, the phone's up there. I have the schedule as my wallpaper. Let me look. I think they have a pretty easy first few weeks. Yeah. Do they play? They have a home game against like the Browns or something like that. Or um, they play the Giants, and then they play the Falcons. Falcons kind of stunk it up. Which games? Falcons are- fucking dominate. I don't know if they won, but they fucking Matt Ryan had a great game. Oh uh, no, no, I think the Seahawks won that game. Yeah, because Russell yeah. had a better game. Yeah. So they got Giants, Falcons, Colts. Then they play the Bucks, but Tom Brady looked like ass today. Tommy. Although the Bucks got a pretty good defense, and then they got the Panthers and the Rams. Cam Newton is now the quarterback for the for the Patsies. Yep, he did okay. Yeah, you know they did won. okay. You know, but my fantasy team, man, I was, you know, uh, yeah. oh, I ate ass today in fantasy. I, 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 I'm in a dog fight against the cooperators. You know, I'm in a dog fight. Uh, you know, it's just. I had a bad pick out of 14 teams. I had the 12th overall pick. Who'd you, who'd you take? Um, I took uh, Drew Brees. Okay. Um, I have fucking Nick Chubb as my running back. That, that's who I drafted my running back, and they got smoked today. But they also have Kareem Hunt. I didn't realize they were going to let that wife beater fucking play as yep. much as they were. Yep, yep. Um, and then I have Gallup at, at wide out. Uh, I have another wide out. I have Galladay, who was out today. Yeah, I have Jimmy Garoppolo as my optional player. Okay, um, okay. And then I have the Bills defense and the fucking one other backup defense. Uh, and then that's pretty much like my team. Yeah. Well, I have Lamar Jackson, who was very good today. But oh, who's my flex? I got some flexes too. Yeah, I played James White instead of Sammy Watkins. But I and then I have Rodgers as my backup quarterback. And he had forty-one points today. Uh, Jackson had thirty-five, but Rodgers had forty-one. So it's the team I played. I played the team who has Deshaun. They have a. Uh, uh, they have not Deshaun Foster. They have, Desha- they have Watson. Watson, and then they also have uh, Will Fuller, Dude. and I knew they were going to be behind, and they were going to throw a lot, and they got these garbage points. That's at the end another of the game. thing that happened this year. So the first, uh, first game of the season was Mahomes versus Watson, and this was the year that Mahomes made the leap ahead of Watson. Where yeah. like you even saw that like Deshaun Watson is just a really good quarterback. Yeah, like yeah, he's not. He's, he, he's not. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, I, th- I think, is an evolutionary leap in the well, position. Well, and even he altered his game. I think he's, he what he didn't have the cannon. He was very methodical. Like I think he purposely yep. like I'm going to show him that I don't need to rifle the yep. ball down the field. Yep. I'm going to do little d- dinks and dives, and I'm still going to get the same fucking results. Yep. And you know what they said during the game? He told them to draft that Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They said they called Patrick Mahomes, and he goes, "Hey, draft that kid from LSU." Yeah, yeah, no, that guy's that guy's like actually, he knows what's gonna ma- he knows what he can play with. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's a special talent, you know. And if he stays healthy, 
they got a couple more Super Bowls under there. They're going to play in a couple more for sure. Maybe win a couple more also. Yeah. It just, it's, they're, they're that good, you know? But anyway, man, so, what, so the first half should a little break We're up about a little bit. 54 minutes. We can ease into it if you want a little bit. We yeah, could. Let's, let's do a little break, man. Is that yeah, cool? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we I'll can get a near beer if that's cool. Yeah. Fucking, we're going to take a little break. Here we go. For the Yeah, we're here as always on... 23.8 FM Talk Radio. All right, we'll see you here in a little bit. This is part of my routine. At Blue Cross Blue Shield, we've been protecting millions of people for over 75 years. It's what gives us the experience and understanding to help you find a plan that fits where you are today and where you'll be tomorrow. Get spring break styles for the entire family. Tees and tanks for just $5 and thousands of other amazing styles all on sale. Run to Old Navy. There are moments that define who we are, what we stand for, and where we're going. Made with pride, crafted with passion. Jeep Cherokee, find love again. Right on the Gulf Coast, Beau Rivage, a feeling like no other. To succeed in our ever-changing, busy world, you've got to create your own brilliant website. Wix makes it simple. Create your website today. It's easy and it's free. Every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Imagine waking up to the enticing aroma of bacon, sausage, fluffy eggs, and a whiff of delectable hash browns. Stop imagining. Get to McDonald's for the deluxe breakfast platter because nobody has ever woken up to the fresh smell of cereal. Get ready. All right. We're back with Hello Larry. Still got that creepy guy doing the intro. Exactly. Uh, is this? Oh, this is the. Oh, that's the lamb. Oh, we gotta uniforms? switch it out. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like them now that I see them. Those lamb uniforms. Yeah. The silence of the lambs. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into some fucking transporter. You want to do Walking Tall, or do you want to go right into some nine eleven shit? Let's go. Some people. There's an anniversary that happened this past yeah. week on Friday. September 11th, the 19-year anniversary. You can tell it's 19 years, too, because people's recollection of it are officially, like, recalling. It's not, it's no longer, like, within the first 10 years, people were kind of on the anniversary. It was almost like it still happened that year. Yeah. Like, the tone of the remembrance was, like, this just happened. Like, yeah. let's not forget. Yeah. We're, for, we're to curtailing, we're tapering away from the never forget angle of it. It is to me, it's such a, if our species survives, if we survive forest fires and we survive climate change and we survive COVID and they look back a couple hundred years from now, that event is going to be looked at, I think as a, as a real pivot point. I think it had that big of an impact. On Do just, you think COVID will be similar? Uh, well, I, th I think it'll be discussed. I think it'll of be discussed. The way it'll change. It, it, it probably, it's not going to. I mean, it has killed more people. That's the thing. But I yeah, think absolutely. I think in the long run, it's September will. 11th, every three days, it's a new September 11th. September 11th. What a failure. You know? September 11th had a more immediate impact of change where I think COVID Yeah, because it was be, a very stark because it was human on human violence. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So here we are. 7 a.m. Tuesday. Matt Lauer. September 11th. And Katie Couric. We're going to skip is around as we Kirk? go. This is a six hour fucking video. So yeah, yeah, yeah we can't watch the whole thing. It'll be fun to watch the commercials, though. Yeah, let's hear what they have to say. Oh, just to get the vibe of the day. Yeah, yeah. NBA players outside his restaurant in Chicago on Monday. He told the Associated Press and other MJ still in the news, baby. Yeah. For the love of the game. Nothing else for the love of the game, unquote. 
reached later by the Washington Post. His yeah. earnest he said put, he was not. He had none of his money into that restaurant. So, he gave his name. Really he was he? just, his hairline was just failing. Yeah. At just this started. point. Yep. Are consumers the only thing standing between us and a recession? <gasps> get the outlook on that. A recession. There was a recession at this time. Yeah. Oh, Katie. New Katie Couric. Katie Couric. My mom. I think no. Jane Pauley was the one my mom hated. Yeah. No. I remember Jane Pauley. Absolutely. Jane Pauley was Jane Pauley and Tom Brokaw were the ones I remembered. You know who else my mom hated? Gene Shalit was Joyce Dewitt. I guess my mom. Oh, hated. oh, from from a Three's from Company. Three's Company. Couldn't stand her. Ugh. She was terrible. Joyce DeWitt. <laughs> I'm sure she's living off that money. I mean, uh, they oh, probably. It's you know? still on. It's the show was on, on for seven years. Probably find it right now. Get TV or some shit. That's oh, so bad. That mention may be raining once again. Michael Jordan is poised for a comeback. He oh, he is just coming back with the Wizards. With the Wiz? On the court, he's done it all, winning 10 scoring titles in 13 years, leading the Chicago Bulls to six world championships, becoming arguably the greatest basketball player ever. Basketball player ever. Michael Jordan, quote, all but confirmed he's coming back to the NBA. Jesus Christ. It sounds like a bad idea even now. Well, I mean, he, he couldn't. He was a partial owner of the Wizards. He couldn't stand being associated with the loser. Like he just, it literally, it embarrassed him. It hurt him to be associated with the team that was losing. He, he couldn't handle it. So he's like, I, I got to go out there and play on my own. Kwame Brown, they drafted Kwame Brown out of high school, oh, who was yeah. a total bust. Uh, and I guess he went after Kwame Brown in practice. All the, like, assailed him. And I guess the rumor is, too, the rumor is, too, I think Kwame Brown, there might have been, uh, discussions about his sexual orientation oh boy and i think he might have gone after him a few times over that you know they talked with tim hardaway about his sexual orientation tim hardaway <laughs> was super tim hardaway said that because remember when that first dude came out he was retired but he had said he was gay oh was that guy from like the, the jazz yeah something he was Tall like a, guy he was like a journeyman yeah yeah exactly and tim hardaway had said if he was in our locker room i wouldn't dress with him like if we, he would have known he was gay like and then he said, like, I wouldn't play with them because I'd be afraid to touch them. It was the first time where I think everybody across the board was just like, that's fucking dumb, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, well, the NBA is the most woke of the leagues. There's no doubt about it. Wasn't at that know? time. Here, Bobby. Jordan's career for NBC Sports. He's still young looking. How you doing, Katie? Look at those tiny glasses. Those little tiny glasses have re-come into the fucking zeitgeist. It's a, yeah, will he yeah. or won't he? Absolutely, he will. Frequent. Really? Yeah. Why are you so certain? Because he's gone this wait, far wait, along. Because the, he oh, told me. Because someone has just hijacked an airplane that just left from Boston Logan. That's the reason why. <laughs> Here, let's go forward a little bit. Yeah. Let's get some. Exactly. So, But this kind of sets it up. Well, it, it's it's a puff piece on Michael Jordan. He's, he's a famous person. He's a I star. I want to try and get into a commercial. God, here. I was I was in the midst of work. Everything's work. I'm so sick of working. <laughs> All right, here you we know, go. That was funny, you know, you said rat tail comb to do her hair. Now, what are we watching here? Come do this girl's hair. All right, we're at 820. Do you remember when the first plane hit? Again, I was at work and I was. Uh, I walked into second. Eight? I walked into second period. It's coming up, dude. I always love to see transformations, but it's not like those shows where everyone has to say, "I love it." I is it Tracy Ullman? It does sound like Tracy Ullman. I'm trying to find it here on the. We don't know. Oh wow, they're outside. We're getting there, baby. All right, we're going to go to 843. Fucking Harry Belafonte. Man. 
you know, really in need of voices that will come to the table with reason and lead people to a new level. I got to hear his black talk again. What if he, what if all of a sudden, because you don't, nobody remembers like the little moments, but what if he just all of a sudden goes, wait, did you hear that? (laughs) It sounded like a, I have a feeling. (laughs) Anyway, is he still alive? I think so. He is. Yeah. They're a little bit richer than the policies we've been applying all along. It doesn't seem to be taking his He's got a great speaking voice. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's a done professional books. singer. Killing, anger. Did he act, too? Mm. Was he a big actor? I think he did a little bit of acting. I think he did. I got to be honest. I'm a white guy. I mix up him and Sidney Poitier, Poitier all the time. They're of the same era. Yeah. yeah. And Poitier Sidney was, he, Poitier is consider, considerably blacker. And he's also he, he was very much the Denzel of his time. Sidney Poitier. He was in, all, in the heat of the night. He was in uh, the Blackboard Jungle. I mean, he was in. He kissed white women in movies. Yeah, absolutely. Look who's coming to dinner. I mean, he was in movies, man. Yeah, major Hollywood productions. When black, when blacks and white whites kissed, parents of those times went. That's the way it is with kids today. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't know. Oh, dude, my dad doesn't. My up until it probably would still make him feel weird. He just wouldn't say anything. But I remember back in the day, like the nineties. My dad would audibly like, oh, they're stealing them from us. Anytime he would see an interracial couple, he would have a God. upset reaction. Like, <laughs> oh, that's one less white girl for, for us. There is a mentality out there that has to be extinguished. This zero-sum mentality that somehow someone else's perceived success... So this success is important here. Is it my... For new, no, you can keep going. There's someone else's success. So it's someone at my expense. Like I'm gonna lose something. There's only a winner and a loser. It's like no, God, yeah, this is an early. early These odds. are the la- the true last set of commercials in a different world. Like these commercials are. Oh, Columbia. Oh, this is uh, this is in the D.C. area. In a, oh, this is New York Four, I think. That's why as a candidate for governor. No, it's not. This is Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is the D.C. area because he, he ran for a, for governor in Virginia. He, he's still a name, actually. He's a name in the Democratic Party. Does he still talk like this? I'm going to create jobs. To find out more, call or visit our website because you deserve more. This was very much. I mean, the country had a, about four trillion dollars of debt at this point. And now it's got twenty four trillion dollars. Buddy, your election is about to take. A yeah. different tone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, this set it of I want to go through this set of commercials. Yeah. Because oh. I think. Did someone add this in? I think someone edited this in because this is like a YouTube video. Yeah. What if this becomes a conspiracy video of them all of a sudden they just animate arrows into it? <laughs> Let me go back to the newscast. Oh, there we go. First, this is today on NBC. What what, what was he saying? Cutting. We're back to it. I think he's cutting away. Let me let me go. Yeah, I want to hear. We're gonna have to hear. We're gonna have to go through the panic footage for a couple seconds because it cuts back to it. It's fine. What's crazy about it is that one like eleven other buildings also fell down there too, like right downtown in that area. Okay, here we go. And four. I've got to interrupt you right now, Sorry. Richard Hack. Thank you very much. We appreciate the book. Is Richard called. Hack. I'm going to go live right now and show you a picture of the World Trade Center. 
where I understand, do we have it? Do we have it? No, we do not. No, we do not. We have a breaking story, though. We're going to come back with that. That's when the government was changing the footage. When they, <laughs> they went in the night before and put bombs that. in there. Uh, these ham-handed conspiracy theories. No, these guys did it. That's what, that's what happened. They were just they were oh, trained for it. They did it. Fucking you know? guy with his interspersing. I don't like it. Yeah, I agree. I don't like what this oh. guy did. I get what he did, but I don't like it. Yeah, let the natural footage unfold. World Trade Center here in New York City. It happened just a few moments ago. Well, we, we were going to watch until the second one comes in. When that second one, I didn't see the second I mean, I saw the highlights later, but I didn't actually see when it was going on. There's a couple uh, networks that I think actually were like running live. Oh, yeah, happened. absolutely. You know, absolutely. I think NBC, I think Matt Lauer's mug is on camera. And then CNN, I think, had the actual plane going in. But you hear that's when they go, this is clearly not an accident. But I was in, I'm actually amazed at how quiet my school kept this because this was all going on all morning and I didn't know about it. Like I walked into second period, we had block scheduling. Yep. So each class was an hour and a half. So by this point, it was definitely like nine, getting to be nine o'clock central yep. time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was in the morning. And when that. I walked into second period, the first tower was just about to go down because <laughs> I walked in and I thought they were playing footage from 93. Like that oh, was yeah, my first yeah, thing. When I yep. first walked in first, when I was going to second period, some weird dude, some weird gangbanger yelled, we're going to war. And you know what? That's not that wasn't out of place for my school. Oh, yeah. 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 So when he yelled that, I was just kind of like, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's I guess who with who wow. is he? I thought it was going to fight somebody or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then I walk into second period and I look at the TV and I'm just like, oh, is this like is it like the 93 thing? Like what? And they were like, no, this is right now. And then I immediately was like, oh, that's what that guy meant by we're going to war. Yeah, yeah, you put it together. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting hearing from your perspective. I remember thinking about that too, like younger people. when I, I was 32 when this happened, you know? And so for me, it was just like, it was like, wow, well, I, I just knew. I was like, it's not going to be handled well. They'll use this as a pretext to go to war in Iraq, which is exactly what happened. Also, exactly what my happened. teacher was did well in the sense that Class stopped, obviously. Like, we didn't have class. We all just sat and watched this. Yeah. But I don't remember him actually being like, this is terrifying. This is a crazy event we all need to watch. Like, he just didn't start class. We all talked. Yeah. Uh, he started getting annoyed because I was, like, cracking jokes about everything because that's what I do when I panic. Yeah. I, yeah. Le I learned that. Yeah, exactly. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. I've never had that tendency myself. Because I remember at the time it was hip to talk about George Bush being dumb. So I remember I was just making nothing. But I remember one of the jokes was I was like, talk riffing on how like oh he's on vacation right now like i was just riffing on the stuff he was doing <laughs> while this was going on what, what i recall about this time period do you remember there was a political scandal right before this gary condit gary condit was a congressman from california they thought he killed that girl yeah right? or had someone ki killed what that he was he maybe had had a real, uh, an affair with her. He was married, and and he was getting grilled for a couple weeks before this, and then this happened, and that just went to the side. It got totally let's pushed away. Let's hear what away. they're tossing around. Let's yeah. hear the th let's yeah. hear the theories. Yeah, exactly. On the, what I think is the west side of the building, 
We can also see some. I would be awful at that. I'm con- I'm kudosing him right now of knowing like that's probably the west side. I'm terrible with direction. I'd yeah. immediately be like, well, that's a wall that's got a <laughs> hole in it. There's smoke coming out. There's an obvious fire. Yeah. God. Yeah. How fuck? How crazy would that have been to be above that and still alive? Well, I Ugh. mean, a lot of them weren't, and yeah. the re- and whoever didn't get down immediately didn't. Yeah, yeah. It was. Most of the deaths were above that fucking above above, above the, the impact lines, the impact point. Oh, yeah. Well, I think because I don't think at least in one of the towers, I could I definitely probably have to look it up. But I watched a documentary, and the fireman in the documentary I watched on the History Channel basically said. When the planes went in, by the time the planes were in, if you were still in the buildings by the time the second plane went in, from the impact zones up, you were pretty much dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were gone. You couldn't get past that point. Yeah. I mean, and I think people right below, I'm sure there was fire and smoke, and it, it was... Ugh. There's people who said they saw the tail and shit. Like, they were walking down the hallway, and they saw a big tail go by the window, and like, boom, and then like, they flew. Jesus. So, like, some people survived be- above and below. Like, see how, like, around the impact zone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you were below it, I mean... And create the damage on the other side. It was a perfect building to go into. Well, I mean, it, it was basically them saying, okay, world, I, I guess they said the next That's, day... This is why I don't believe the conspiracy, because that whole documentary I watched, it starts in the 80s, and it shows you the initial point of... Osama bin Laden, his entry into hating America was when Afghanistan was having their civil war. Yeah. Um, He offered his support of saying, like, let me help you fight. I think they were fighting Russia or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the Soviet Union invaded them. That's the reason why the 80 Olympics, the the U.S. uh, boycotted the 80 Olympics. So bin Laden was like, let me help you with, like, my guerrilla unit or whatever the fuck. And Afghanistan was like, no, we're going to have the United States help us. Like we, well, we, I, I we think gave they them were involved. Aid. We gave they, yeah, them weapons. I'm sure they got a, I'm sure they did. I'm sure. They so did. that was his initial, like, fuck the United States. Yeah, I think that they're, you know, they're, well, they're certainly. A, yeah, I, I don't know much about his story, so I know it's enough, but not a lot. Look at that smoke just bellowing out of it, man. That's a raging fire, dude. This night, me Ooh. and my sister got stoned to the fucking gills and watch because all night news stayed on oh yeah even like local news or peter jennings was on all night dude he became my favorite anchor because legit i think was on for almost 24 hours why filibustering 9-11 for 24 hours (laughs) i know that the next day every single newspaper every single newspaper this was the front cover this particular uh, uh, shot on the uh, well, I mean, of both towers, I think actually was a fr- was a front page of every single newspaper in the country the next or in the in the world the next day. I got to go. We got to go home from school early. I remember that was an immature thing at the time. Looking back on, is I remember being really excited that I got to leave school. Yeah, well, I remember leaving and getting home from. I think we had the next day off. Like it was. Well, I only got scared when the, when there was the two other planes. The one that went into the Pentagon. The other one was supposed to go to the White House, dude. How crazy is that? Or I've heard the term Camp David flying around. That they were going to go to Camp David. Well, well I mean, that, 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 that's, that's the, in Virginia, right? No, that's actually in. Uh, that's actually in. Uh, I think West Virginia, I believe. What is that? Or Maryland? It, it is. It is basically like the president, like so his like summer home or his. Like, like the Camp David Accords, when Jimmy Carter had the, had the signing of the Camp David Accords with Anwar Sadat and Menachem Begin for the Israeli peace back in the late 70s, it was done at Camp David. It's where the president goes to, like, 
you know, I mean, they have negotiations there. They have vacation they thought, there. It's sort of a, a part lot of me of different wonders things. if they thought that the timing of it was going to be well after we hit one or two of the towers, they're going to move the president to Camp David. So uh, I think maybe they thought that like by the time our plane gets there, the president will be there and we can take him down. I thought it was going towards the uh, they wanted it to go to the White House and they just lost course. Yeah, well, they the fucking course. those people took it down. Haven't uh, you seen the it, movies? Yeah, I don't know if that happened or not. Well, you never know. That's the that's the yeah. best part about the flight 93 stories is yeah. you could do whatever the fuck you want. You can have him say, I know there might have been some people that were able to get on phones because that Barbara Olson chick was a she was a bill maher guest he kept her seat open for like a whole month after 9 11 wow um her husband got a call from her she was in first class and she said like we're flying low like she basically called him and was like this is what happened i'm gonna fucking die yeah like we're really low they probably want to fly so some people were probably able to connect some sort of phone my father had retired from the government was still living in the dc area and he lived about two miles from the Pentagon, and he felt the impact. No shit. His, his, his house shook. And then he looked out in the corner, and there was this giant plume of smoke. God damn. What had happened, too, he used to work across the street from the Pentagon back in the day. What I guess, another thing that, that what happened was that plane, it got super low, and then they just totally floored it. It, it actually knocked down two lamp posts, like two la- like a lighting posts. That's because it was way. an explosion, Crocious. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Any, I'm going to preface this by saying any conspiracy joke I make is just that. I believe no 9-11 conspiracy. The, the, I mean, it, it, it's I mean, the one it was thing, a conspiracy to do it. The people who did well, it, yes, the one they wanted to do it. conspiracy I'll believe is the one, not even a conspiracy, is just the fact that they, they had evidence that it was going to happen. Like, there were memos that the fucking yeah, Pentagon there, there was brought to the president yeah. saying that there is a large attack that is fucking imminent. And I think one, there it is. And I think... Turn the... Turn, 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 Yes. On the shot. Oh my! Something else has just been. Let's, 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 let's go back and see that again. Let's go back. people in the building. Oh, another time. one just hit. Something else just hit. A very large plane just oh. flew directly over my building, and there's Ooh. another. That's a impact. <laughs> That's oh the something like we're going to war. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. everybody in their head they were like, okay, we're going to war. My dad was hammered. We got off school, and I remember being like, yeah, this is fucking crazy, right? Like, you don't even know who did it, and my dad goes. We know. We know. He was drunk, dude. My dad was drunk and ready to go to war, dog. This whole, like, (laughs) the whole jingoism patriotism that followed after this was so gross. Dude, you know what? I was thinking about this. So it wasn't, well, Patriot Act was to get go into Iraq, correct? Well, I think the Patriot Act was also about surveillance in the country and stuff. Because I remember and, and gathering information, and the government got a lot more authority. I remember leeway. when the Patriot Act was being tossed around. I remember even my teachers being like, "Pay attention to this because this is going to be a moment." I feel like they knew like this is going to be a real moment in developing your critical thinking. Because yeah, exactly. this law is really a slippery slope. Like I remember my sociology teacher, A, he told us that Barack Obama was going to be the first black president because I remember he made us watch his Senate inauguration in yeah. 04. And he said, he was like, you know, this Patriot Act thing, it is, I do believe it's well-intentioned. He goes, but it's a very slippery slope. And it's an interesting debate for me to show you guys because... Pop it up. 
of Google what? Patriot Act. The Patriot Act? And we'll read a little bit about it. Yeah, because I, I mean, as I recall, it was very much about like kind of surveillance. It was basically the, the government being like, we want we want your permission to be able to read your emails, touch yeah. your, touch you at the airport. It was them basically being like, yep. security's ramping up. We need, yep. to, we need to check people's shit. Yep, absolutely. Well, I mean, a, a new government agency was created as a result of this, a new bureaucracy, you know? Okay. Russ Ooh, Feingold right. was the only senator to vote against it from a, a progressive from right. Wisconsin. So ACLU.org has hastily passed 45 days after 9-11 in the name of national security. Uh, the Patriot Act was the first of many changes to surveillance laws that made it easier for the government to spy on ordinary Americans by expanding the authority to monitor phone and email communications, collecting bank and credit reporting uh, records, uh, it just cuts off. Yeah. So basically, yeah, I, I, I um, oh. credit reporting records and track activity of innocent Americans on the internet. While most Americans think it was created to catch terrorists, the Patriot Act actually turns regular citizens into suspects. Yep. Yeah. And I remember at the time people saying that exactly that, but it being under the guise of like, but they kind of have to like we're under extremely different circumstances. That's been used as an argument like, to I violate civil even, rights since day one. Even rational people, I think, were con- were conned into thinking like, well, this is we have to do this now. Like this yeah. is a special circumstance. If this were any other attack, we wouldn't do this. But like we, they were here for years and we didn't know there could be more. Like yeah. I, it terrified a lot of people. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, this shattered the veneer that America was... At the same time, people knew their history. You realize the White House was burnt to the ground in the War of 1812. So so there there had been attacks on U.S. soil before this. It just had been a million years. I'm going to go, Dan, you want to hear Bush talk? Uh, Let's let's hear what the coverage is right now. Okay. All right. Emergency vehicles. Everyone from the World Financial Center has exited and is walking north up to Battery Park North. There's just mass mass of people uh, walking uh, north uptown of Manhattan. Uh, I, was to look well, I love New Yorkers trying to talk. We got mass masses of people uh, <laughs> at Battery well, Park. What's interesting to me about what shifted here for me is whenever like before Second before Jack. September 11th, when you'd show a picture of New York, you always show the Twin Towers. You would always show, and a then lot after of movies that, had to get post edited. Like yeah, the yeah. New, one of the Spider Man movies got delayed by a few months because they had to edit the Twin and Towers take it out, take out it of out. the exactly. fucking thing. That was always no, like that was New York. That was the symbol of New York. Now it's like up or it's mid. Well, now it's World you know? Trade Center One. They've re- they've replaced it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's because the one that they replaced it with is taller. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got the lights. They still have the lights where the twin towers were. Oh, interesting. I, I went down there. I went down there uh, about six months afterwards. Dog, they've to, New Yorked it. They've yeah. they've touristed that fucking gravesite up. Of course, we're getting witnessing. They are leaning actually right now, which will give you an, an idea of the type of impact. So they're leaning. The buildings are leaning. <sighs> I was trying to see. I want to kind of go towards when the first one. Yeah, falls. yeah, yeah. Let's go. I don't want to yeah. because also I don't want to get. Okay, I think we're there. I think we're close. Yeah. Cause I don't want to. Uh, I'm trying not to avoid getting any, but like people jumping out of buildings. I'm not that much of a psychopath. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I know some of the footage, like some of the shots, you can see people like fucking. Yep. Yeah. Because I remember out. in history class, them that being part at that point. By the time I got to it, that was like news footage. They were saying like. This is going to be graphic, but there's people fucking hanging from fucking fire hoses and shit. Yeah, no, I remember hearing things like, you know, 
Well, they, were, they had filmed. like you could tell people were taking you know the wall fire hoses that yeah. are in offices like you can tell people had taken those and like tried to rope down the building like I think some people thought like if I could just hang on to the side of the building I'll be okay someone will come yeah, and get not me. knowing that it was gonna collapse you know yeah but yeah it, it just uh I, I remember um well the first one just went down it did? I think so it's here I see what they have to say see what they have to say Watch what happens in the left-hand tower. Yeah. Well, narrate it. Well, I can, I can, I can, I shouldn't criticize him. I'm, I have 19 years of criticism. <laughs> there, something there is about no. to happen. Falling away right there. Yeah. It's gone, Maddie. Yeah, it's like a big chunk of it. It has just peeled away. Dude, fucking Brokaw coming in to save the day, dude. Wow. Piece of it has just come broken away. And the people who might have been... Uh, a bunch of the comics said New York stunk for like fucking months yeah, after that. Yeah, absolutely. There was a weird funk in the air. Yep, absolutely. So I heard too. Uh, and then, so yeah. Kind of a combination of I like, was in science class. Fucking, uh, what, did, what did I say? Base, not basic biology. I think I was doing environmental. I was doing environmental lab. I like to do environmental lab because you got to walk around and collect the recycling bins <laughs> for like... Like it was just a, an excuse to leave class. Plus, yeah, exactly. Mr. Stockwell ruled. So I was in environmental lab when this was happening. Oh, look, look at that! Look at that dust all around there at the base of it. Uh, I knew a, a guy I worked with when I worked at Ida, my last job before I moved out here. He got so cancer. you had just started your job. I had been in there Chicago. for. I had been there for over two years. I've been there for over two years. You know, were you out of work at this point? Were you at home yes. watching it yeah, on yeah, TV? Yeah, yeah, exactly. At this point, I, I'd gotten home. Yep. I, I, because, again, my point I was going to say earlier, the only time I was ever really scared during it was like the, the, the third plane had hit the Pentagon, but they said there, was, there were other planes and a fourth plane. And I was like, are they going to have one fly to Chicago and fly into Sears Tower or something? I mean, I, I didn't know it was there going on. There was a on. notebook, and it was one of the potential, like, I think they had a grand, more grandiose plan. Yeah. And, in that plan, it down to, they had every they had every large building in every major city. I yeah. think listed somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Look at that dust. <laughs> how it's all around there. But this guy I worked with got cancer, and, and there was a cancer related to this because his lungs got all messed up. At you know? one point, I also wonder if this kind of started the whole. Because at a certain point, even I got sick of like. Stop showing this fucking building go down yeah. and like everything go in. Yeah. I haven't seen it, honestly. Like, I think the last time I saw one of these videos was the last time it was on. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've been 9 11 free for like the last five years. The, the, they've, uh, God, look, look at that. Just smoke. It covered the oh, whole lower just, half. Wow. Wow. It really, so yeah, this was oh. just, I was just in second period now. Cause like at this point, I was like, okay. This is bad. And then I started apparently being too inappropriate because I was making fun of our president. <laughs> My teacher told me to take it seriously, and I was like, okay, you're right. I'll never forget when I was in the sixth grade was when Reagan had the attempt on his life by John Hinckley Jr. And there was he a was guy, close to dying. Wasn't oh, yeah, he? much closer than people realized. Um, and there was a guy in my class, Tim Caudell was his name, Tim Caudell. And he was like, I wish it would have been Carter out there. I would have shot him. And my teacher just lambay, don't ever say that. I mean, just like she was a little short little woman. She yelled at him. What's the youngest Fla you remember your friends getting political? 
Fourth grade was for me. Dole versus Clinton was big because I remember my friends, their parents were Doleites. And I remember my fourth grade teacher just mentioned like, oh, an election night is tonight. And a bunch of my friends just started going Dole, Dole, Dole. And I remember being like, like not just being like, why do you even care? Like, I remember being like, well, I know my parents and grandparents are like pretty much for Clinton. Like, and I, even my stepdad was, yeah, I think Dole versus Clinton in my family was pretty much a landslide. Everybody won that. Yeah. He won that because the country was in great shape. That's the reason. And I remember the next day because I'm sure it was regular, but like, I remember being watching that election that night just because I was interested because my friends were so interested. I I lived out here when that happened. I was in fucking Cherville, Indiana in Sherwood Lake Apartments. (laughs) And I remember being very like almost bummed that like, oh, we're not going to find out the winner tonight. Like we the next day they were still counting votes. Like I I think the tone was he won, but it's not official. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember my friends needling me being like, it's not over yet. Dole's going to (laughs) win. Dole's still gonna win. Yeah, it, and and now the process has been completely bastardized. Uh, we'll see, man. We got but an election see, in less than two months. I'm willing to guarantee you that one of those friends I remember one specifically is probably a skinhead. His brother probably became a skinhead, and he probably became a skinhead. Did, did he just had that vibe about him? Yeah, because we were. What, what, yeah, what, what what made him that? I'm just curious. Because. What, uh, when we entered fourth grade, they created this little crew called the mob and it was like the bully crew. Yeah. And I got in the fucking mob in fourth grade. (laughs) Like you had to get jumped. Like I remember dude, fourth grade, I was kind of a mean kid. Like it taught me a lesson. Like there was this, I think I've told this story before, but I'll briefly go over it. There was this one kid named Sean. It's the one true. I'd apologize to this kid. If I ever met him, uh, we used to just poke at this kid and we call him gay all the time. So the buildings, the Pentagon yep. has been hit. Yep. Uh, we used to just call him gay all the time. Like that, that was a very nineties thing. Of course. Yeah. It got to the point we would bully the shit out of this kid. Well, didn't he get afraid to go to school? He got afraid to go to school yep. and yep. fucking that. My teacher made me laugh though. Cause we earlier on in the year, we watched this movie about bullying called broken toy. And it was this very heavy handed, like educational movie that ended with this kid being poked and prodded into the street. Like they're making fun of him, but they're chasing him away and he gets hit by a car and he gets hit by a car and he dies (laughs) as a result of bullying. And I remember my teacher took me, this kid who's probably a skinhead and a few other people and told us like, Sean's afraid to come to school because you guys are so mean to him. And I remember that's when I felt really bad. But then I remember she goes, do I have to show you guys broken toy again? And I remember <laughs> laughing my fucking dick off. Yeah, I remember like getting like in the third or fourth grade to stop vandalism. Like vandalism was an issue. They, they had like a, an educational film about vandalism. And it was this, if I remember correctly, there was this one kid in it who had vandalized like his, his classroom. And, and there was a teacher who I think had like potted some plants or something that he really took pride in. And they broke the potted plants. And the and the kid was still in the school when the authorities showed up. He was still in the classroom, like the guy. I don't know whatever happened, but he hid like in the like in a closet or behind something. And he saw the teacher come in, and the teacher started to cry when he saw the the potted plants had been broken. And I was like, "Wow, he made that teacher cry!" Like I put it together in my brain that vandalism is wrong because of this teacher crying over potted plants that he took pride in. Oh, they got the footage now. Yeah, this is. 
We're gonna see the first one go. See, this is when it's, you it's when you get stoned at night, though. You yeah. really and they zero in on it. You you see like the yeah. walls the bend tower out. Just came down. You see Let's the jet fuel Zach, not getting hot enough. Hospital, Bob. What's going on there? What can you tell us? Uh, Katie, Saint Vincent's He would be like Katie. Oh, it oh, fell. oh, oh, was that the okay, second? Center, the second uh, tower no, went down first. The tower that hit second went down first, right? I believe so. Because it was lower down. It wasn't higher up. Second and third degree burns. Very serious burn victims. Uh, um, say the smoke inhalation people will probably- but I love how she was like, they clearly show the building go down, and she was just like, John, what happened? Yeah. I would yeah. have been like, what do you mean what happened? Yeah, You what? just showed everybody what happened. The fucking building went down. Yeah. A lot of people are probably dead. This is no time for an interview. I'm uh, putting out the call. We need help. Such a, such, such a bad experience. We need first responders. So, so, such a bad... Re- the country just mangled the response to this. Well, Mangrocious. I don't know if you knew, but the next day, everybody loved each other. Well, it, but it, it just. Did you ever see Iraq- fucking old boys? Fucking who's the Blaze guy? Who's that? Fuck Glenn Beck. Oh God. In I think the late two thousands. Let me see when the nine twelve project was. Ugh, he was such a turd. So he's actually rational compared to what's out there. Glenn right now. Beck opines that America was never stronger than on September twelfth. In the history of the country. I, I disagree. And he was like, I'm going to have a 9-12 march. And it's going to unite fucking D- the 9-12 His on DC. Hair-brained right-wing idea. So it was a... T- yeah, check this out, dude. Taxpayer March on Washington, also known as the 9-12 Tea uh, Party. Uh, yeah, my taxes. The federal government is totally in my wife all the time. Uh, actually, uh, you want it to be in your life right now. You want there to be good li- direction from the top because maybe it would actually uh, address the pandemic that's killed 200,000 people and will kill hundreds of thousands more. We are not through this. This is not a second wave. It is still the first wave. Okay. His was different. Glenn Beck's was different. Yeah. This was 2009. Uh, it was launched on March 13th uh, on an episode of Glenn Beck, a website to launch to promote a group. Uh, to bring us all back to a place where we were on September 12, 2001, when America was burning. Uh, we were not obsessed with the red states, the blue states, political parties. We were united as Americans, standing together to protect the values and principles of the greatest nation ever created. 912 yep. represents the date following the September 11th attacks and nine principles and 12 values that Beck believes represent the principles and values shared by the founding fathers Ugh. of the United States. Uh, I and love then, how they and tried then the to Tea Party movement mantle. took it. The Tea Party movement yeah. accosted it yep. uh, okay. later in September on actual, on actual 9-12. Glenn Beck's was in March. Well, th- that was all in response to Obama's presidency. Yeah. All of that. We can't have a nigga be the president. Right, when they say our values are threatened and shit like that. I know, values. Wouldn't you want to go back to 912 when Lower Manhattan smelt like a tire fire? <laughs> I guess, yeah, it did. People, it literally stunk. It was like jet fuel fire building. Look at like That was probably not too much different than how it was on 912. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, think there, I think it literally like smoldered around for days. Everybody was united because they were all evacuated. So they were together. Oh, is it falling now? Uh, I don't know. You want me to fucking fast forward a little bit? Yeah, this is uh, <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah. It just a, looks like yeah. a now it just looks like a meme. <laughs> a lot of 9-11 memes there. 
I feel like the Trump presidency has, has wiped September 11th. I remember going up at, at Power okay, Hour and I it was still we, talking about I think about we got it. it. I think we got it. Here we go. Yeah. We'll give a little noise here. Here in New York. See, said, they put Brokaw on the horn at yeah, some point. Whatsoever. They're completely shocked and appalled by what is happening. There was so we're 918. I think good to the Today Show was over at this point, yeah. I believe. What time is it? Then? This is 918 Eastern Standard Time. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, you're right. It probably went from 7 to 9. Yeah. Very carefully planned and coordinated. And fair to say it has been a devastatingly efficient. He sounds like a doctor giving a prognosis. Yeah. There's a tumor in New York City. <laughs> On the ground near I guess he's got a problem the with the Trade bottle. Center. He used to have a problem. With oh, the he bottle. sounds like an alcoholic. That's yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. You slut bag comes home and I abuse my wife. I tell her in a very news <laughs> voice. I'm sick of it. You know, you think I'd be out at the bar? I talk about murder all day. You come home and he'd tie it on. Those old journals would tie it on. Oh, they're drop. I told I was telling her the other day. I was like with all the shit they put up with, like. I don't blame journalists for being full blown uh, alcoholics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, look at that. And the plane suddenly. Veering. At this point, I think everybody was just kind of waiting for it. Yeah. Yeah. You knew. Yeah. Like, I yeah. remember at the time being like, you can't get a fucking fire ladder up there. Oh, yeah. No. I, I, like, some I, yeah, of my yeah. friends were being like, they'll put it out. And I remember being like, <laughs> you are cannot you get a, dumb? I know you can't get up there. Like, we're watching death at yeah. this point. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. This is. I shouldn't criticize me at the time we're doing it now, but. <laughs> This is, dude, 19 years ago. That's when you know we're old. Like I was saying a couple weeks ago, how that they had a, in East LA, they had a container of 90s shit that had like 90s logos. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is vintage now. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. I'm officially an old person. Yeah. This motherfucker I work with doesn't know who the gorillas are, dude. <sighs> and that came out in 2005. You yeah. know who the gorillas I, are? I do, of course. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, exactly. Feel Good Inc. And that's because I don't sing songs. I'm not like a fucking, I'm too white. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, you've never heard the gorillas. But part of me was like, he's heard the fucking gorillas. It's just an oldies song to him because yeah. this motherfucker was born in 2000 and fucking two. Yeah, I know. NFL players, rookies now are born like in 99. Oh, yeah. 98, 99. I remember when I used to create players on fucking it doesn't happen yet. Oh. I remember when I create players on uh, on video games. 1993 was the youngest year. Like, if you made your player born in 1993, that meant he was, like, 17 years old. Wow. But now, it's like you can hit the 2000s. Yeah. With, yeah. like, a soccer player, because you can be 15 and play professional soccer. Jesus Christ. Yeah, all those guys are walking to their grave, you know? <laughs> like, there's truly... That's what's wild to me about all of this, is co that's where I think COVID will match 9-11, is... It, it, it's, it's a pre and post world. Yeah. Like, there yeah. is a generation of kids who don't know a world where the word terror is not one of the main things. Yeah. I remember yep. when terror, like I remember even shortly after this being like, I'm sick of hearing the word fucking terrorism. Yeah. Like shut the fuck up. Like in one breath, you're saying let's move on and get over it. But then like all you guys talk yeah. about is terrorism now again. And I'll say this. I said this before as I've always brought up on episodes past again, the, the, this shattered the, the post cold war because, because the cold war era ending, for 10 years was a great time period. 
And then this shattered that. It, it pivoted from, oh, it's not post-Cold War. Now it's post-September 11th. You know? The Cold War was truly in the past at this point. Some of the done blows as to what at this point that other it did. We were standing with uh, Secretary Rumsfeld, security. Rummy. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, he was a turd. He's, he's from the northern suburbs of Chicago. I think he's, he's from, like, one of the guys that, like, out of anyone, Rumsfeld should be, like, totally in jail. Oh, he's terrible. I mean, the, the Bush administration had so many... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, there was, as I said earlier, an indication that uh, another plane may have been hijacked and headed in this general right, direction. So this is the final from, moment. Uh, we see our security helicopters circling the Pentagon uh, again. The NBC four. Blue, and I can't see NBC's always four. I love how he's doing the weather all the time. Four or five. Yeah. Uh, not only to tell he's just like it's a crystal clear blue sky here. Well, you know that was part of the reason why they chose us. They knew it was going to make good footage. Beautiful. I remember it being a beautiful day in Chicago because Chicago in September is great. That's the best month of weather in Chicago. The other tower of the World Trade Center has just collapsed. You are looking at live pictures of the. Yeah. But like, I think COVID will have the like pre and post yes, effect. Yes, absolutely. Of like, although of as far as like people worrying about diseases, there's definitely going to be some sort of government fucking law where they could fucking read doctor records to make sure you're not making fucking fucking yeah snake oil like shit you're trying to sell yeah, yeah or yeah. The, to make sure you're not cooking up some sort of fucking disease. Some fucking family practice guy isn't making a dirty bomb. Well, I mean, I can tell you with uh uh. uh COVID is permanent. It's going to be a permanent thing. It's they just got the, the yeah. post will be when they find the vaccine. I more they find think, the vaccine, and even uh, it'll be like flu season and COVID season. You know, and part of me wonders if it's even going to be kind of yeah, like COVID season, where it'll, yeah. it won't necessarily be a cure. It'll just be a shot you have to get every exactly. year, exactly, it, it, like a flu shot. It'll and be a that'll be the thing. new argument is, did you get your kids a COVID that that family didn't yeah. get COVID vaccines. God. Like that's gonna be the I don't new reason to. I don't believe in vaccinations. Yeah, the I know some psychopaths going... who have said I vaccinate my children. We just had to do it because they can't go into school, and I will not be giving them a COVID vaccine because yeah. there's people who think they're injecting microchips into you. Yeah. Which how is how does that not hurt? How can you inject a microchip chip <sighs> into somebody and not have them immediately God, go look like at that smoke? You just, put a microchip in me. Yeah, it's literally like all of Lower Manhattan was just in a big f haze. It's it crazy. really was. It really was. Yeah, um, I, I remember I went there like an O two. Honestly, looking back on it, nineteen years of of thinking about it, they should have went to some sort of alternate programming until they because for the rest of the show, it's just. A smoky Manhattan. Yeah. And them talking to people with like, I was on the east side. It's the same story from different yeah, angles. Yeah, yeah, it exactly. becomes fucking Rosh Hashanah or whatever. Yeah. Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> that come, it's coming up, right? Isn't that coming up? Uh, no, that's the Kurosawa movie about the rape. The rape from six different angles. Oh, oh, no, I, th I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, well, now they got to start fresh. Uh, now we got to show all the good shots. There we go. All right. We're going to fast forward. Where yeah. Here. How does it end? Oh, yeah. See, like you fast forward. It's just smoke. Let's just see what they would say. Let's hear. This is five hours and 20 minutes into coverage. Analytically, there probably are four possible candidates. There's the Osama bin Laden Al-Qaeda group that you've been talking about. 
there is the possibility of a Middle Eastern group such as Hezbollah or the Palestinian... Hezbollah. We couldn't even pronounce these names right. If there's any silver lining to this is we learned the names yeah. after Attack, this. And that would be Iran and Iraq. So you have probably not more than four suspects. Uh, how do we begin to find out who... Are- all right, and that's 9-11, folks. Yeah, exactly. We had the anniversary of that. Yeah, it's almost been a, 20 years. It's almost been 20 fucking yeah, years. Yeah, man, I'm old, dude. You are. You know what, dude? I am completely shocked. My tone of my friends at the time was like, this is happening again in like five years. I, 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 I kind of thought, honestly, I thought that they kind of shot their wad with this. I thought that, you know. All my smart friends were like, no, it'll be something different. Yeah. That's why it, my first, my immediate wild brain when covid first hit i was you like you're so prone to it. the conspiracy bro <laughs> but i'm smart enough to be like no that's dumb it, it's i mean it's just that <laughs> that's dumb but 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 yeah, the biological thing i remember after that, people were wearing masks after that they were worried about about um dude all the new uh, post- about uh, anthrax after 9-11 all because you know when you're a kid you see all the documentaries about potential cataclysmic situations yes, that could happen exactly. weather Terror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. War. Sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. When I was growing up, it was always nuclear war or terrorism. Yeah. They kind of called 9-11. After 9-11, since that had already happened, the new thing to make a documentary about was biological warfare. Yes. Like, I remember yep. people actively saying, yeah. like, the next big attack is going to be some sort of smallpox or flu breakout. Yeah. And so forgive me if when COVID happened, <laughs> I just thought of those documentaries being like, oh, shit. They kind of like, yeah, but I think, you know, there's, I didn't think it was a fucking biological (laughs) attack. I was just saying like, oh, if it is, this is what it would be like. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a a slower, a slow burn, a slow burn. It would just be be with botulism or something like that. It would be a disease where the second you inhale it, you fucking turn to ash. Well, what movie is this? Uh, Pacific Rim. Oh, never seen it. Children get into robots and pilot them against creatures. This is the anime. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion just stolen in a different fucking. Do, do, do you know what? Uh, the, I just read in the Economist. They point to Pacific Rim as being a tipping point where uh, Hollywood went more Asian, like more Asia in their kind of uh, marketing and types of movies. That's they fun. Made. You know, like and, and New China was a big market because I guess this movie made more money in China than it made in the states. Well, yeah, because it's Neon Genesis, dude. You know? They everybody had been wanting to make a Neon Genesis movie, but the big argument against it was. Whoever made it wasn't going to white up the cast. They were like, we're getting Japanese because you can't. They were all of the American versions of the cartoon were like the main dude is Shinji Ikari. Yeah. And it was all like Ben Parker. Like they would white up the names (laughs) and it was like, no, we're going to do this. And Hollywood was like, no, we have to do this. An American movie has to have an American cast. That was like the drive at the time. Yeah. So when Pacific Rim came out, I think by that time that it had been plowed over that they're like, well, we like the idea but we're just going to do it as a different movie. Yeah. And yeah. by the time it actually got made, they were like doing more diverse shit in yep, Hollywood. Yep. So I think if the cartoon and ma- manga had come out a little later, Pacific Rim would just be a remake of it. But yep. Interesting. The idea Interesting. for it came out too early. I never saw the, Pacific Rim. Wasn't it a Guillermo del Toro? It's decent. Yeah. Yeah. It just was disappointing. At I the had time. a buddy who said it was actually a decent enough movie. Yeah. Was, I think you know, people were expecting like Lord of the Rings though type of oh shit. oh oh yeah like i know he didn't do lord of the rings but at the time like it was the beginning of like this is going to be the new franchise were you a huge lord of the rings fan 
No, because I was a big Star Wars asshole, so yeah, I remember yeah. being like, "No, fuck that." Because everybody you. kept saying, so "You went up a notch." Because everybody you know? kept saying, "I like Lord of the Rings." You know, but, oh, it's but, good. Yeah, it's but really it's, good. But, yeah, but I remember but at the time, all my friends being like, "This is our trilogy. This is our epic." And I remember like, being no. like, "No, it's not." No, no, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi is the, is the true trilogy. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I third, like those movies. The third. They wear out their welcome, dude. The third Lord of the Rings is almost four hours long. <sighs> yeah. yeah. All three Star Wars movies are two hours and nine minutes exactly. Wow. On the fucking nose. Yeah, the credits knew. hit two hours, nine minutes. And at the time, that was probably like, Jesus Christ, George. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was. Yeah, absolutely. It was epic. We got know? the end of what we got. the. We're closing in on Walking Tall. Walking we're Tall, at 55 man. 55 minutes, though. Do you do you want to you want to keep going? Are you still uh, good yeah, to go? I'm, a, I'm getting a little tired, but, you know, yeah, I'm getting a little fatigued. Out of it. You know, well, yeah, exactly. I got to get I it back. I feel like eat. it was a good episode. We're, 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 yeah. What are your thoughts, Crocious, on oh, the no, episode? Oh, no, no, absolutely, man. I was I'm glad we did it because I was bummed out about not being able to do it yesterday because of work. But of course, my mind is already thinking about I'm going to go back, make some food, then open up my emails yeah. and start doing some work. Dog, then, we're about to make pancakes, I, I, eggs. I, just, <laughs> I might go get some sausage from the 99 cent store. I'm just trying to get, uh, I, I just am looking forward to this deadline. Crocious, that'd be funny if you were like, I just want a wife and started crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know. Yeah. Can I ask you a straight up question? Because yeah. I was worried about this. You don't think our... Viewing of nine and love, you think I kept it not as gruesome, right? It was fine. I didn't want it to just be us watching buildings burn. Yeah, yeah, no, because we fine. could do that. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. I'm not against. <laughs> we we it. have artistic liberty. To do that. No, no, no. It was fine. September 11th coverage was fine, bro. If you want to rewind people falling out of buildings with fucking <laughs> Benny Hill music, I'm I just want to wash my soul before and after. <laughs> yeah, no, we... no, I, I don't. I don't necessarily want to watch. I remember seeing like coverage like after that, you know, where they. By the way, you, you I could never hear bodies. Do that. You, you could hear bodies like hitting the hitting the concrete, like yeah, dude, like the thud noise is like wow. By the way, disclaimer: I would never do that. I'm just joking. I know, I know people who are like, I'm just joking. I know, I know, man. I I, I know people who were like, why would they jump out of the building? Because they're they gonna that, die, dude. Yeah, You're exactly. Fucking, it, it, it's like, why do you pull your hand away from a hot frying pan? How do you want to die? Know? I think wanna, a lot of people were just jumped out. Do you want to you know? burn to death? I've heard uh, from just something that I heard as a kid from a random TV documentary that when you jump from that high up or you fall, you basically have a heart attack and die before you hit the ground. That, 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 that like rarely are you alive when you hit the ground. You hit the ground. In yeah. a, it's in a skyscraper situation. Yeah. Oof. Remember, remember, remember that movie about the guy who, who uh, tight roped across the, the, the Twin Towers? Yeah. Now, I don't know how... That you was would, so fucking 70s. I don't know like how that. you would get that information... Because to me, yeah. that means they're strapping people to fucking buildings. <laughs> they're strapping heart monitors to people and chucking them off buildings. Yeah. Like I heard there was an experiment where they threw 18 cats off a building and saw how many survived. Oh, God. And they basically found out that most cats will fucking parachute themselves. That like 10 out of 18 cats, if you throw them off a five story we're, building, we're live. will survive. And mo and a lot of them didn't even break their legs or anything because cats go limp in the air and they like fucking raccoon suit. Wow. Let me fucking look this up for That's fucking crazy. closure. Because I swear to Christ, I read this. So is this the end of Walking Tall? Yeah. You this know is something? the remake. You know the old one. I've Absolutely. never seen the black and white one. Well, it's not black and white. Uh, it, it, it was early 70s. Joe Don Baker, Walking Tall. You know, it, it's a corrupt town in Tennessee, and he takes on the establishment because he wants to walk tall again. 
People don't want to be ashamed anymore because they want to walk tall. <laughs> and he defends the town with a piece of wood. A two by four, like like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Okay. Yeah, this is, isn't this, this is kind of an earlier rock movie, right? Isn't this kind of a... All right, here we go, baby. With scientists unwilling to toss cats off buildings for experimental observation, science has been unable to systematically study the rate at which they live after crashing to the ground. In a 1987 study of 132 cats brought to a New York City emergency veterinary clinic after falls from high-rise buildings, 90% of treated cats survived and only only 37% needed emergency treatment to keep them alive. Uh, One that fell 32 stories on the concrete uh, suffered only a chipped tooth and a collapsed lung and was released after 48 hours. Um, from the moment they're in the air to the instant after they hit the ground, cats' bodies are built to survive high falls, scientists say. They have a relatively large surface area in proportion to their weight, thus reducing the force at which they hit the pavement. Huh. Cats reach terminal velocity, the speed at which the downward tug of gravity is matched by the upward push of wind resistance at a slow speed compared to large animals like humans or horses. Yep. For instance, an average-sized cat with his limbs extended achieves a terminal velocity of about 60 miles per hour, while an average-sized man reaches terminal velocity at about 120 miles per Ooh, hour. Oh, yeah. According yeah. to the 1987 study by veterans Wayne Whitney and Cheryl Met half, huh? That was a good piece of scientific information. So you can there. throw your cat off your building if you want to. <laughs> if you want to do that, no. give it a shot. Reading you know. that though made me feel easier when I see people's cats like sitting on windows. Yeah, yeah, and shit exactly, like that. exactly. But Where cats, <clears throat> cats also will like run down a wall. Oh yeah, listen, they're athletes. A good cat's an athlete. You know? Yeah, they can do it. Anyway, walking tall. So it takes place in a courtroom drama. The culminating scene. Well, this is the fucking where is, is that Johnny Knoxville? Yes, that's he, Johnny Knoxville. Is he the bad guy? No, he becomes his side sheriff. So here's what happens: oh. The Rock comes back from doing some sort of service. I don't know if it's military or something. Oh, and now he, no, he's, he becomes an attorney. He comes back to his hometown. Yeah, and he finds out that that's his boy from when they were in school. The white and guy with the forehead. At the beginning, you find out that like, oh, the town's overrun by criminals. Yeah. And the Rock goes to the little tiny casino. I think it's on like a Native American reservation. Yeah. And he goes in and he throws his big piece of wood through the fucking window, and he finds out that his buddy is the one running the criminal empire in town. Oh wow. So then he fucking gets a fucking his piece of wood. He beats the shit out of everybody, and he's now he's in court defending himself. For doing what he did. Crocious, I'm just going to spoil it for you. This yeah. trial ends with not only him winning, but becoming sheriff of the town. <laughs> Is that all? Uh, we have to that end it with that. Look, he's, he shows his scars, bro. He's showing the fucking the jury. He's got the jury, dude. Dwayne Johnson has it. To ignore what they just see. Mr. Vaughn, take your seat. Oh. oh, because his friend has everybody bought and paid for like the town. Yeah. So the, look, look at him. Look how young Dwayne looked. Yeah, yeah. How old was? It? When did this? This movie is come out? shortly after he left WWE. Let me see the year. So it was uh, like 05, maybe. Mr. Foreman. Let me Jerry see. Oh four. It's oh four. This is the year he God. left. This is the year he left WWE straight up full time. That not well, that guy guilty. was some uh, not guilty. You know something? This half breed biracial. <laughs> I don't like this guy coming in here and telling us how to live. Watch. 
There you get the smile. Sure. The, the, that, that's the big thing of walking tall is he basically enacts justice with the fucking two by four or whatever that is. He uses you know? other things in this movie, but yeah. watch. we have to watch this because the transition of Sheriff is great. I didn't realize that. Okay. So they... Ferguson they, Hall. They rip it down. Here we go. He's just taken over. I didn't realize that he's just take. He's whittled it down into a big caveman-looking <laughs> baseball bat. <laughs> like, what, what is he fucking... Uh, Fred Flintstone or something? Is he got- Look at him. Plain clothes. Now I'm doing the sheriff. Badge thing. on his hip. Takes that shit everywhere. I got my jeans This on. is where the cops are going to put their feet in. They're going to be like, we don't work for you, motherfucker. What do you think Dwayne's going to do? Uh, he kicks some ass is what happens. Well, we do have he takes care of business. Windows are being I smashed. For each and every one of these men. They're good deputies. You're all fired. He's defunding the town's police. What the hell is he dis half breeds gonna tell me I live my life? Johnny Knoxville becomes his co deputy. Um he falls in love with the lady. This movie ends with a gunfight at this police station (laughs) where they basically just fire machine gun bullets through the whole thing. Uh, he does. Speaking of which, I, I watched First First Blood last night. What for a, a great bit. movie! First Blood's a good movie. What it's a great it's movie. aged pretty well. It's based know? on a pretty deep novel. You know, I think the first two Rambo's are like one book. Yeah, because the se- the sequel, written by James Cameron, he goes back. Is he had enough. So bad. He, he's home. It's such an eighties. Like, damn it, that Vietnam. We're gonna win that war. We're not gonna lose. We're not gonna give him. We're gonna get our MIAs. Oh, uh oh. The Rock is pulling them over. I think dude. this is filmed up in like Oregon, probably. This is like where my buddy lives up in the Great Plains, where all them fucking fires are. Right butthole now. touching happens. Yeah, and it's on fire right. Yeah, now. and it's also yeah. Plus the protest. I'll tell you what, Portland's been like ground zero of this whole like social the, the thing going. I wonder on. how many se- sessions of cousin fucking got interrupted because of the forest fires. <laughs> I'm gonna go take care of business now with his bat, dude. How can he hold that? You wouldn't be able to, to like wield one hand it. that. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't that's give part a fuck of how, how many. Is. I don't care how many WWF championships you've won. License and registration. That, that, that guy was in a. He was <laughs> in a, a Minority Report. Yeah, he was also in the fucking '97 PGA Tour Championship. Who? <laughs> he looks like a caddy. What's the problem, Sheriff? You're gay. That's the problem. And the drugs are peddling out of your casino. Huh. Only thing that's going on in my casino right now is construction. You took care of that. We employ Native Americans with alcohol problems. If you can, <laughs> try to think this through. What about the fire water and Native Americans, man? That, that well, is sad. that's part of some racial Ooh. shit too, because oh, was, they was, fucking got them drunk. That's absolutely. like that's like crack with black people, dude. Yeah, absolutely. It was like for whatever reason. I think a lot of Native Americans getting getting high. The on that vibe fire I water, get from it, 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 and I can back this up with no fact. I could look it up on Google. <laughs> I will after it was I, made in a lab. After somewhere. I say this, I will Google it. <laughs> sure. I think it was one of those things of because they knew they were gonna fuck them over financially. They were like, let's give them a bunch of fucking. Let's just get them all boozed up so they're just wandering around drunk. Dude, have you ever been to a reservation? Now I'm going to Google why why Native Americans have a high alcohol rate. It's literally like 80% of the reservation. I mean, it's people literally just laying around on the sauce. It's like, wow. See this? What? Took out his rear. Yeah, he, he fucking hit his rear. 
This is my car, man. That's why I like I have used cars. I, I expect them to get beaten up. All know? right. So Native American communities suffer from high rates of unemployment and over 20% of Native Americans live at or below the poverty level, oh, a rate more than, than double that. that of Caucasians. Yeah. Native Americans have below average rates of high school and college completion with less than one in five earning a bachelor's degree. The Native American population is also less likely to have health insurance <sighs> uh, to, adequate, uh, to adequate medical care. The overall economic disadvantage of Native Americans uh, characterized by poor education, poverty, and limited resources likely contributes to the prevalent abuse of alcohol amongst this ethnic group. Yeah. I've heard people think that there's like a, um, a genetic, you know what to hate saying things genetic because it's like, oh, it's sort of it's racist. When I went to Nate to the Indian reservate, the Native American reservations yeah. in fucking uh, Albuquerque, when I would visit my aunt. Yeah, they would try and like sell you shit. Like I oh, remember I remember one dude trying to like I noticed they had a TV. It was literally legitimately like almost mud houses with yeah. like modern amenities inside yeah and it kind of blew my mind and i remember some dude being like oh if you want to come in here that's five bucks like he was joking but part of me i was just like he's probably like if i threw him a fiver he'd probably let me come watch tv with oh, his kid absolutely i mean the housing i had to go to the red cliff nation up near superior wisconsin and it was like just depressing man there's like eight thousand members left and it's just they have a casino and it just you know there's a real housing issue there. No, no, there's no housing that gets built there, you know, and it's very poor quality housing. And there's actually a real like overcrowding because yeah. there's, there's a thing, you know, Native American call it. Tail it off American. with a little Hallmark movie here. It's just, <laughs> that's your thing. Uh, it's funny. Bro, Christmas is coming. The day after Thanksgiving, the Christmas movies start. That's true. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> what, 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 uh, what uh, it's a thing, at least in this nation, that if you show up in the middle of the night as a Native American person and knocks on your door, you're obligated to let them stay in your place. So, like, they'd have like two bedroom apartments with like 12 people living it's in like them. Like the Masons, you know shit. what I mean? Or just like it was just like that was the cultural thing. So, there wasn't necessarily a homeless problem, but there was an overcrowding problem, which you wouldn't think in this very rural setting, but they had no housing stock, you know? So, they were trying to do some tax credit developments up there. But that was sometimes difficult because of the classification of the land up there is sort of different than like the land here. It's its, yeah. its, its own independent nation. So how do you get the tax benefit anyway? But to, I tell you what, to dude, tailor I, I, down. I, I, I'm I'm cycling down right. a little bit, cycling it down. Well, we did it, guys. Thanks for listening. If you if you tell you what, in, the, these Hallmark movies they get pretty women in these things, dude. They're not. And I was telling her <laughs> these movies we were watching. Oh, I got to tell you about this. So we've watched She's Out of Control with Tony Danza from 1989. <laughs> oh, did you watch that? Yeah. How, 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 did that, how did you experience it? Like, what, what did you, did it seem really dated? Well, yeah, it's about a fucking dude trying to fuck a 15 year old. Uh, but then we also watched Can't Buy Me Love with fucking Patrick Dempsey. Yes. Uh, and it's just so fucking 80s, dude. But the, those movies, these movies all give you hope that like, if you, as long as you don't have fucking like, faith and like as long as you d just don't care to write off a project you're just shitting out work dude anybody could make a movie or a show and it could be successful yeah because <laughs> these hallmark movies you mean like he's sort of, dude there's people who this is all they make oh i'm sure they like work for hallmark and they just shit these out yeah these movies take two and a half weeks to make i worked on one. Oh man it's crazy yeah, it's a tight schedule. They can do it. You're quickly. working it every sense. day, sixteen hours a day. Yep, yep exactly. Uh, Sometimes, that makes sense. At, like I went to a church at three in the morning for like a nighttime church scene. Wow, 
I'm in a I'm in a uh You're an fucking extra bounce in a, yeah. Christmas movie <laughs> called A Stone Cold Christmas. I'm an employee at Stone Financial, which they cut me out of the office, but I had a prominent opening the office door and then quickly being afraid of the boss so I go back in. Uh but Bobby Hill did say I made it into the church scene where I'm praising the Lord. Like you're 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 like praising the Lord while the main character is talking to an angel. God. Well yeah, there's very much this sort of like Christian under it was theme. very much uh it was a Christmas story but with a female black lead. She was yeah. she was the head of this place called Stone Financial and she never took days off. She didn't let her employees take Christmas off. So this year she meets this dude, her her like one of this dude she knew from childhood meets up with her yeah. again and like is like, Oh, you're a cunt now. Like yeah. basically calls her out. So the movie, she fucking interacts with three ghosts. And one of the ghosts is fucking of really famous Fred something. Fred Hampton or some bullshit like that. He's like he's like some famous black actor. Fred the Hammer Williamson? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. But because every Hallmark movie that Bobby Hill told me, they get one like big has-been person yeah, to like one yeah. draw. Yeah, yeah. So this dude who is like the ghost of future <laughs> is her fucking, is like the draw. And the church <laughs> scene was with him. And they were like showing the future. Where did they film that? Um, the one office scenes were downtown, right here How'd at fucking Seventh and Fig Bobby Hill. He was working production on. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and then the church scenes were in uh, Sherman Oaks at some random fucking church yep. at two in the morning. Yep, that's hilarious. And it was warm ass October, and there was everything was done up like Christmas. It was not cold. It's hilarious. Like I remember sweating my dick off. <laughs> In fucking like wedding clothes or like church <laughs> Christmas clothes, you had to come. Well, they had a wardrobe, or do you have to? You came in if your you own clothes. If you didn't bring your own shit, they did, but they told you when you got the email to they would say bring something you would wear to a nice nice Christmas party. Yep. I went to the Salvation Army and bought clothes. <laughs> they were impressed with my dress all times. Like my shoes were a killer. They gave me a different shirt a couple of the times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I nailed it. Taste. And Bobby you, Hill man. said I was uh, he he commended me for being professional and nice because he was like, that's rare that like when someone hooks their friend up with a gig, usually they're like pieces of shit. He was I, he was I, like I, yeah, he was like you played ball the whole time. He was course. like, I really appreciate that. Like you uh, made Bobby me, Hill. Fan. You made me look good. Absolutely. Man. All right, man. Yeah. Let's wind, wind it, down. it down. Thanks for listening. Thank subscribe you. to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever there is podcasts. We are there. We'll see you. Uh...